This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Kandro Dakini of Ferry, Tejet Siri of Adamantois, Melkiria Delenfer of Sargantanis. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. I don't get it. And Nika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Episode number 29 back once again on this wonderful holiday weekend a little bit late on the stream sorry about that guys but uh we're here we're here i I have a good r word but it's gonna spoil it for everybody a radio a radio rage born Oh. oh joining us today we've got a very special guest host samus rageborn aka the involved male aka the rage boner yes welcome to the show man it's good to have you on awesome thanks a lot guys uh dude we're excited to have you on we've been on uh you've been a guest on limit breaking news was it before oh yeah 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 one time which i was told afterwards i shouldn't have brought him in because it was already halfway through he's like that's unprofessional i'm like all right fine that's so much leave, leave him out well, you spent you spent like How ten minutes you. after that, like adjusting frames and shit. I so. know. See what you did, Samus. It's all your fault. I, I, well, I'll the problem. to help again. The problem with that was is that you shouldn't have had. Ca- that's not a camera show. Nothing we do here yeah, on the Break right. Radio is a camera show. All of that stuff's for final so, encounter. Right, you edited you it ruined the. You edited uh, it out. I you we, ruined we, the magic. We fixed it in post. <laughs> This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, this is why we can't have <laughs> nice things. This is how we get ants. Uh, so, anyway, thank you for joining us. And, of course, we are live from Aorzea. Let's kick it over to the studio. And, uh, man, there's a... Oh, my God. There is a lot of people in the studio today. Holy hey, sh- studio. What the... F- wow, there's a shitload of people. Holy crap. Look at how many people A lot are. of those are just moogles, though. Y- you know why just, they're here? Why are they here? They heard that we're missing a certain somebody today. Oh yeah, a certain number. <laughs> yeah, they 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 all thought that they could get a seat at the desk, maybe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yes, of course. Uh, jo- uh, my name is Aniro Gregori. Joining me is uh, Kahlo Landis, Juxtaposition, and Nika Kayanian, and our special guest Samage Rageborn. And absent is numero six. Numero six, though. Yeah, number six. Uh, Escalia not able to join us today. No uh, loss, unfortunately. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think, we're, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, so today yeah. we're gonna make fun of a Nero's nose. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I know I've got a huge nose. God, it's, damn it. it's not, you know, like 
You there? I I know all of the things that suck about me. I've got shitty teeth, and my hair is not very good. And <laughs> oh, his you know, hair is not very good. <laughs> no, no, I I don't. It's not bad. It's not terrible. But it's not very I try good. To keep, I, well, I you know I try to keep it you know like maintained. So somewhat. then you're aware of your gigantic forehead. Then yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, and how my it's huge, like huge meaty Mike Nelson forehead. It reminds me of the, of the Great Plains of North America. <laughs> And then there's a Nero in real life. I mean, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not. We're not. I ta- thought, I, I, I thought I, I, we that's we why he wears that Odin helm, so yeah. you can't see any of that. See, yeah. that's what I was going to ask. With this, is that why he wears the helmet? But I couldn't figure out if you. Got oh that. yeah, no, no, that's my face. That the the oh. Odin helm is my. That's that's the only face that I have in this game. I don't have another one. I don't know. Any, any face he definitely does not look like a Mongolian I definitely well it, it, the thing is is that if you see me at any point when I'm not wearing the Odin helm all that is is just a glamour mask to make my face look like a face oh that makes sense that's all it it's is. a skin mask <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> Of my victims. Anyway, all right. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much uh, for joining us here today, live on Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one here today. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the meta game of Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, really quickly, I just like to point out that the chat said Kahlo is so adorable as a Lala fell. And then someone else said, La La Landis is best Landis. No. Oh. Yeah. You They're know. just trying to, like, not have buyer's remorse. You know. That's what that is. You know, you're entitled to your, your opinion, but your opinion is wrong. But so, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> but they suck. Yeah, you're terrible. Why aren't you in a chair, anyway? You don't get any special privilege. Yeah, why Why do you feel like you can just stand on the table like an like, like a savage? Because um, kind of I'm a badass. Yeah, well, look at me sitting there with the little chocobo. You guys, you guys yell at me for having stuff all on the on the desk. Yeah, and you for don't, once and we have something cool on the desk. Don't ha- you don't you don't me. help me. You we can, have Frederick the drinking Apkalu tracking all kinds of mud all over the desk. You damn asshole. Clean, you better clean this up when you switch back. I, I know. Awesome. I know it's difficult now because we don't have a step stool and everything. I just flip up there, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. But uh, before we get into our topic here today, we've also got a bunch of your emails to read. Uh, we got a lot of emails in uh, in response to the last episode. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about a little bit of uh, Final Fantasy fourteen news. <laughs> This is a limit breaking news update. Uh, and there we go. Yeah, no, a little little piece of production to start that segment off. Uh, I don't know. I had that rolling around. I found that. I'm like, we never use this. And so we're going to use this for it now. It sounded for the cool. Second. It's too yeah. bad Nick and Samus ruined it. Yeah, by talking over it. What the <laughs> fuck, guys? We can't hear it. I know, but I told you I was going to be firing a thing before the news. <laughs> Oh, you didn't say everything. before the news. He, he just put, said he, he put his hand when. up in studio, so oh we knew to be God. quiet. Oh, you just said you were going to yeah. use it at some point. <laughs> you said you had a piece of production to use Terrible. during the show. Terrible. Yeah, you didn't tell us. You were the bad. Terrible. Do it again now, and we can edit the last thirty seconds. No. You guys yelling at me and they're both Rogadin, you know. So it's kind of I'm not really surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It you, you have to expect it from these people. All right, let's let's talk about uh, what's going on in Final Fantasy XIV news. Not a whole lot to talk about except for the plans for the Tokyo Game Show 2015. Uh, it's going to be live September 17th through the 20th uh, over in Japan, and uh, they're going to be having a live producer letter from the Tokyo Game Show on Friday, September 18th at 8 p.m. Pacific. 
you can watch that through Nico Nico. But uh, this is exciting. They also have announced that there will be a YouTube link as well. So uh, us, uh, uh, us international folks uh, don't have to bother with Nico Nico's incredibly asinine website. I hate that website so much. It's ugly. Trying, trying to figure, trying to figure that shit out for uh, for the Japanese fan fest was was trying. Um, <laughs> so just very, very, very glad to know that uh, that's not uh, you know we're not going to have to to deal with that. The audio is only going to be in Japanese, and uh, hopefully there's going to be some live translating going on. So is do do they actually have plans for Tokyo Game Show? Are we actually going to get stuff, or is it just going to be like yeah we're here, what's up? No idea. Uh, yeah, we 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 it's really. Be, I mean, uh, it's a live producer letter from Tokyo Game Show. Oh like, man, I hope so. Man, I you know what I think? I think that they're going to take the opportunity to show off Void Arc. Like I think that this is you know that they haven't sh- they've only shown off uh, concept no- screens yeah. of it. There's nothing else in the foreseeable future that they could make these big announcements at before 3.1 is you know. We we also to need to get dropped. a date. They they're gonna yeah. have to they're gonna have to to attach a hard date to that as yeah, well. Yeah, I feel like even if we don't get more news about 3.1, like we should at least be getting a date here at some point. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree. Uh, so let's see. Uh, for attendees, if you're lucky enough to be going to the Tokyo Game Show, they're gonna have the Ravana Battle Challenge uh, that they've had out at. Uh, they just had that at PAX, uh, so you can get your Ravana T-shirt. Uh, they're also gonna have the Cactar Lottery 3.0. And uh, there, you know, uh, uh, each server. Basically, everyone's probably going to be getting this Gubu earring because it seems like every time they have one of these Cactar lotteries, that the exclusive item just sort of makes its way to all of the servers eventually. Uh, and if not, you can probably buy it in the cash shop later. Uh, there's going to win. There's going to be uh, <laughs> plenty of merch and swag out there. Some of uh, which was shown off on the anniversary stream, including the Carbuncle plushies, the Minion mug, the leather smartphone case a wall scroll and the tote bag uh and uh, a lot of these i mean a lot of these are pretty cool carbuncle plushies says everyone freaked out about those no fat cat minion though no i have a fat cat no no fat cat plushie there's no fat cat minion plushie you want to know why enough it's because pusheen has the market on are that you one. shitting me people <laughs> lost their fucking minds when that was behind yoshi in the anniversary event they, they need i i Yoshi is a They'll pro. release it eventually. The, yeah, it's it. Uh, it's gonna be like eighty dollars. It's yes, it's they could probably jack it up more than that because it's Fat Cat. Let's be they honest. really well, how want much is Fat Chocobo? I think 80. it was eighty. They're oh my 80. god, for a plushie. But yeah, the Carbuncles are forty, but the Fat Chocobo was eighty. You know, if they really want to bring in the money, what they need to do is they need to put Minfilia on a body pillow. Oh, no. Uh, oh, God. I just cringed so hard. I totally creamed, too. Uh, I mean, cringed. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so gross. Ugh. Gross. Or, or, I or, think they would sell a ton of that. Are you I kidding? know they or, would. Or Oriange so that, you know, Nika doesn't feel left out. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> he's, he's like, what, the sexiest living no, um, Amarik, Amarik, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. No, answer. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give her that one, Amarik. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, 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 I will buy Fancred? him on a pillow, and he will be displayed Fancred. all day, every day in my room. Fancred is dreamy. <laughs> uh, someone in the chat says Tataru body pillow. You can just put Tataru on a normal pillow. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's a throw pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's weird. Uh, 
<laughs> How much would you charge for a Minfilia body pillow? If the freaking fat, like fifty bucks. Now, if the fat chocobo was going for eighty, no, you can get away with like a hundred easy. A lot okay, of only guys out there playing that's, this game. That's not unreasonable. <laughs> Just saying. Oh man! All right, so uh, that's that's pretty much it for news. I mean, there's really Good not news. much. There's not much news outside of that. You know what? People would also like someone in the chat mentioned uh, a hearts and farts body pillow, but I think they're more apt to put him on a body bag. Oh <laughs> no, no, the body pillow would work great because it'd be full of holes, broken shield and hole in the yeah, right through the middle. Yeah. <laughs> True to life. Uh, I forgot who said it or where I saw it, but but one of my new favorite terms to to use now, like in FF related things, is oh, that has more plot holes than Harch and Fart. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Kind of hitting home where her, I mean, if, if there are any real like die die hard Hearts and Farts fans in the chat, they have got to be going. Oh, a lot of them are too soon. Just wait, too just soon. wait. They'll take it to Twitter tomorrow. Oh yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, well. Can't ha- make fun of dead people, guys. That's uh, I'm offended by that. People have died. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, and I mean, you know what? Like, you can't can't make fun of Betty White who just died. I mean, you know. Ah, too soon. Oh, oh, well. Everyone Wait. loved Betty White. Yeah, I know, but that old bitch is dead, and she can't hear us talk shit about her. <laughs> <Wow>. So. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Why haven't I heard that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She died this morning. Past yeah, how is it not on Facebook? That's where, that's where I saw it. You may, you may, I unless you got pranked. Like, no, I actually I'm clicked like, the thing and it took me to to like Empire something. Are you sure that's not a joke? It may be. You may, yeah. No, it I don't may know. Have been. There's a I've lot of those that go around. Those, like, I'm, I'm trusting yeah, Kahlo on wait this. Wait a minute. Wait if Kahlo's wrong, no, I if, think you're wrong. If Kahlo's wrong, hold on. If Betty White would was dead, she's as big as Robin Williams, and everyone would know about. Yeah, it. I feel like it would be. And plus, way far over. Kahlo's article was talking about her hair color the whole time. Come Someone on. said, well, shit, it's about time. <laughs> well, I think it's right. a hoax, guys. I've seen every uh, single year I see a Betty White, like, dyed her hair in her bedroom. It happens, happens a lot. Yeah, all right, maybe then. So, maybe. I don't know. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking it, at you. Uh, in fact, I, I made think, the joke, so I'm the, I'm the one stuck. <laughs> stuck at, I, think, uh, I forget who the last Golden Girl was to die, but, like, isn't, like, every three years, like, that headline keeps reemerging? Like, oh, so-and-so died, and it's been, like, six years now? I, I Yeah, that happened with somebody. I don't know. Any Anyway, FF news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're done with that. Uh, anyway, hey, uh, so Sam is joining us today to talk about, since there's really no FF14 stuff to talk about. Uh, <laughs> since there's nothing wow, to talk really about. Really scraping the bottom Sam of the barrel here. The yeah, show. yeah, we got to gotta <laughs> find some. We got to find someone. Got to find someone. Uh, no, you know. The devolved mail. Evolved mail, everybody. Find <laughs> my way back up. <laughs> interesting discussion. <laughs> Second string uh, host here. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Yeah, well, no, no. Whoa, whoa. We're, we're, let's, let's not let's not give yourself pulling, too much credit. Here. We're pulling from our backup <laughs> topics now. How's hey hey Samus? How's uh um how's my favorite streamer's girlfriend doing? I'm doing well, thanks. No no no, you're my favorite streamer, but I'm asking about your girlfriend. <laughs> oh yo, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. My I am my girlfriend. <laughs> what yeah, you talking about? My I, had to, I had to take a step back and think about it because <laughs> just, she doesn't actually watch me stream. But I guess by default, I would be. Well, because I remember when when you were on Sergeant Tannis and we were doing we were doing that AV and you were being a dick with the parser and uh, I was. I, <laughs> Said something on the stream and later you're like, yeah, my girlfriend's like, what are you doing to Kahlo? Leave him alone. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, we brought Samus on to talk about a subject that was raised by an email we got, uh, what was that, four or 
or five episodes back. Yep, it was a minute ago. Uh, it was it was a little while ago. But talking about the meta game of Final Fantasy fourteen and how it actually impacts the real game. And so uh, we thought we would invite Samson to uh, unpack this discussion, considering that none you know, of us knew what the fuck we were really talking well, about. <laughs> it's, it seemed like all of us seemed to have a different definition mm-hmm. or uh, a different different idea of what is. Uh, you know what is implied by the term metagame. So well, and this might actually be a first for our show because this isn't a topic that you can necessarily give concrete data and stuff on. It's all very philosophical in nature. So. Yeah, it is. It's all. I mean, you know, we're, what we're talking about is highly subjective here. Uh, you know, talking about a lot of opinions, uh, a lot of feelings, and then you know oh, how feelings how they resonate out into the community and and how that creates a bigger ripple effect than uh, you know than than just say you know like what you know what the mechanics of the game have to offer. So. You know, let's let's talk about the metagame, Samus. Uh, why don't you uh, why don't you give us a, a definition of what you feel the metagame is? Yeah, I think I think uh, you know I think I kind of remember where this stemmed from. Um, I was streaming one day, and we were talking about uh, we we're talking about UFC and talking about like different fighting styles and how there's a belief that certain fighting styles are better than others and then i was like well this is like video games too where there's a meta game to to pretty much all st- all kinds of video games um and i was talking about hearthstone and how people are saying certain decks are, are better than others you know uh, people like playing warlock decks or whatever whatever deck it is i don't play hearthstone but i, I mean i was just trying to give an example saying that the idea of metagame is using information outside of the game and building strategies uh, within the game. So an example would be for CCGs, any collectible card game, there's always an idea, there's always ideas being tossed around saying that, you know, this type of deck is better than other other kinds of decks. And so what will happen is everyone will start building this popular kind of deck. And, you know, eventually... Uh, people figure out ways around it and say, well, okay, if everyone's playing this kind of deck, then I'm going to build a counter deck that is specifically built to, to take out this popular deck. And that's, you know, that's what metagaming is to collectible card games. Yeah. And uh, some people, um, not going to name any hosts in the room, Nika, feel like that type of idea doesn't, yeah. isn't, isn't present in like MMOs or single player games. And, it is, you know, uh, we actually had sort of like a, a discussion in, in the office the other day, you know, and I brought up the the idea that, you know, one of the current metas right now in the game is the whole deal with paladins. And she's like, that's not a meta. That's true. They are worse. And that's true, too. Just like in, like you said, TCGs, when you have like a warlock deck, that's the best. People know what its weakness is or whatever, and so you know they try to come up with ways to beat it. That's the meta. Now it's true in games like that, the meta changes more right. than in an MMO. Right. But I think to me, the idea of meta in any game is basically, you know, take Final Fantasy fourteen since that's you know the podcast we do, right? Sure. Anything outside of the game, outside the fact that you're an adventurer in this game that you do is meta you know when you decide what uh cross class skills to use right you're deciding that as a player that's meta because that is outside of the game however my definition and what i've figured or what i seem to understand meta was was that if there can't be a best way 
to do any one thing. And when you have a game like 14 that's all completely mechanic-based with a, a jump rope mechanics where it's like you need this equipment and this gear and this abilities to be the best, you can't really have a meta because the meta is really about looking at the situation saying, oh, they're kind of working towards this. I'm going to adjust my play style to be like this. However, in 14, there is no alternate play styles to what you do because there is literally one best way to play every single job in that's this game. That's not true. But Take- that's why meta meta is like a moving target because you know going building on last episode you know we weren't too happy with what paladins are with right now but what if what if paladins are supposed to be made that way meaning they're supposed to be more defensive and you're supposed to have healers do more dps and not worry so much about healing you know that's why with with meta it's 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 so subjective that everyone kind of comes up with their strategy and if there's a way to consolidate it or just to throw ideas and have discussion about it you know it, it creates different ideas for for what people can do so right, you know right. I, I was well, listening to the last episode yeah go on well no i was i was just gonna say and the fact that it changes you know right. like that's that's sort of to me what you know like in the in the course of uh you know the the couple of years that this game has been out you know like there haven't actually been all that many tweaks that have been made to the jobs. There's been some balancing and some, you know, potencies and some stuff like that. After a big patch and new jobs are added, there's usually some balancing that we saw with something like 3.07, uh, back going all the way back to, to 2.0 when they quote unquote fixed warrior. Warriors were still seen as kind of an inferior tank for a lot of situations for a while after that. And it wasn't until the community kind of figured out like there are ways to to up warriors damage that right. most people you know most people who are trying to concern themselves with keeping enmity and 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 aren't not doing damage and or and and not doing things like uh you know like pushing end game where dps is a re- is is kind of a bigger consideration not a requirement but a bigger consideration then you know like yeah like uh, the opinions will always shift and yes some development changes will shift those as well and it's not to say like this isn't a way to say that like paladin doesn't need development i think that that there are clear cases where when jobs underperform for certain reasons or in certain circumstances that there needs to be some adjustment or reaction from the dev team but uh, 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 that also happens in in other games and TCGs as well as as you start expanding you know get, getting more and more packs more and more versions of you know uh, uh, uh of your tcg the rules end up starting to shift what you can play in tournament play and what you play among your friends like there are there's that's how that that's how those games receive development it's different because mmos can have a quicker turnaround time and you see you see the impact of that in in yeah. a, a, a way way quicker fashion and also yeah. we uh saw the meta shift shift right at the start of Heavensward because right when Heavensward came out people thought Dark Knights were garbage yeah that's true all over the forums people yep. saying uh, buff Dark Knights they're terrible they can't yep. keep hate and that's how much did they actually buff Dark Knight they really didn't they really didn't, they didn't. It and was it was a TP adjustment. It, no, it, part of it part of it is a perception issue because you've exactly. got a bunch of either new or shitty players. Sorry, got to be honest. You've either got a bunch of new or shitty players that are are playing the job and trying things out, or but even it's just a, not knowing how the job works because it's brand new. Right, right. And there was no end game to push at that time, yep. so the end game raiders couldn't actually use it in the applications that they needed it 
needed to to use it in to be able to suss those things out. Man, like, I I mean, Nika, you're not wrong that Paladin legit needs development, but I think that the perception that Paladin has and everyone calling it just blanketly shit, like, that, I think, is part of the metagame right there. That just sounds like mob mentality, though. That's part of it, yeah. But meta is mob mentality. It is. Okay, then I guess I'm I'm a little bit confused, because when I think of meta, it's more like in a fighting game where you have, like, oh, I know that this particular person I'm playing against uses a lot of low attacks, so I'm going to use a lot of high attacks to make, you know, or whatever, whatever, to counter that. And then, but if I play another person with that same exact character, I can't play it the same way. I'm going to, you know, try to feel them out and then change my strategy. Yeah, right. That's yeah. all within the game. That's all within the meta. Yeah. Whereas when you're talking about a mob mentality, that's not exactly the no, same no, no, thing. No, no, no. It is, uh, it is this, it's, it's almost the exact same thing because, I mean, if you think about it, someone who specializes in Paladin is someone like in Super Smash Brothers that specializes in Peach. Like, if you specialize in one character and then somebody chooses the character that they know they can constantly counter you in well that's the meta that's the meta that's the meta it's right that's right right so how does that apply to 14 where every boss you fight is so mechanical it's the exact same thing every single time this is how this is how it applies nika everyone's saying that paladin whoa that was weird everyone's saying that paladin is terrible which they are right and they're not taking them right so because of that you're changing your strategy you're leveling up warrior that's the meta right there. You are changing the way you play because of the game. Or the, the reason example. that you have it stuck in your head is because the meta that you're used to is person versus person, and you're changing based on the way that a person changes. In an MMO, it's not person versus person. It's you and the game, and the way that you play affects how the game plays. When enough people stop playing Paladin, or if enough people stop playing Black Mage because of all the crazy changes they made to their DPS, the devs are going to look at it and be like, shit, nobody's playing these jobs anymore. We have to change it. It's changing based on circumstances that we have done because of what we know about it. Right, but where I was going with with that is that I, I'm not I'm not leveling warrior because so many people say paladin sucks and no one wants a paladin. I'm leveling it because I look at my numbers. I look at how many times we wiped at one percent, knowing if I was a warrior, we wouldn't have wiped at one percent. Exactly, Nika, but that's yes. the intra game, right? That's what's inside of the game and you, the flat, you, the flat but, fact numbers of the intra game, not the meta game. You didn't but, need somebody externally to tell you that you needed to do that. You knew it yourself. That's still part of the meta game. Yeah, just like, like if somebody intra- if somebody in a fighting game kept countering you over and over and over again you would say shit i need to stop doing that i need to find a way to not be countered that yeah, that's, that's all it is you. maybe it's not on you see another another extension to the metagame is is how your group looks at it as well so you said okay we're taking we're getting a lot of one percent wipes because the paladin's not doing enough damage well what if instead of having the paladin change why don't you have your healers change well the healers healers... already doing a lot that was the problem well that again that's the meta that's that's meta mentality as well right that's like saying well the heal the healers are already maxed out how do we know that we know that paladins has survivability so if you switch to warrior that means the healers have to do that much more healing which means they're doing less damage what if we we take it you know actually that's kind of i mean that's i that's, never would have thought about that yeah angle. you know exactly. that's kind of a fair point you know yeah, I, that's and that's that's something that i didn't even consider i but. have thought about that when i looked at some uh, clear parsers i was like our scholar is doing like 100 more dps than all of the other clear parsers i've seen and then they, it breaks down to they're like oh i use hollow ground at this time so they yeah. can do more dps and like Okay. I guess. Right. Right. See, I yeah. So, but but again, you know, using warrior, there's going to be a slight trade off there because you don't have the straight damage mitigation that a paladin has. And so, right. yeah, that, I think that this does that. This issue does fall under the the metagame category. Hundred percent. And 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 you know, like. 
again, like just like with Super Smash Brothers or like with 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 Street Fighter or whatever, it sometimes it takes development and the developers it becomes intrinsic on the developers to react. Now, in in games like that or games like TCGs, I already said like it takes another iteration. It takes either an expansion for a TCG or it takes the next version of the fighting game. Look at all of the alphas and the different fucking Street Fighter versions that there are as a perfect example of that. They're tweaking the game to try to get the results that they want from their player base. And, you know, that I, it, it works like a lot of times that works. But you know what? There is the other side of that. It's kind of a double edged sword, because when the devs become overreactive and too reactive to player criticism or player feedback, then we end up getting absolute development clusterfucks where the the community has no idea what was what's going on that happened a lot of time in ultima online where it they they ended up throwing so many changes at you that it was so overwhelming that i was just like fuck it i'm done i'm out i i don't understand what this is for anymore and none of the shit that i had invested in is usable so you know what i mean like there's there's that end of it too uh, and and how do you guys i mean how do you guys see what is the what is the role of a developer in the meta game well obviously that's that's what everything should should be based on i mean the meta game is what informs them what works in an mmo and what doesn't work in an mmo you know obviously any job changes that 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 occur are going to happen because of that um like like you said uh people thought that dark knight sucked when it first came out right right, right. But there wasn't any changes. You know, that was part of the meta game. But once they got to a certain point and people figured out, oh, this is how you use them, it was right. fine. Whereas when it came to Machinists and uh, Astrologen, they actually received changes, right? Yeah. Right. So, I think you developers, know. They got to take a step back, like throw something out there, and then let the players figure it out. Because what Anero was saying is that when developers are too involved and they overdevelop and they make changes every week or every patch it kind of confuses the players because you know the players are, are going in one direction trying to figure out you know why dark knight sucks or why bards and machinists have bad dps or you know why astrologian sucks at healing why shouldn't we take astrologians into you know alexander savage right 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 and, and you're not giving the players a chance to to, to play because i mean I, I think square enix could have very easily tweaked all the new classes right when 3.0 dropped you know first couple of weeks they got the feedback but they said no you know what fuck it let's give it let's give it a month let's mm-hmm. give it a month and let people figure it out and no, it, that's the right move i, I think it, no i i totally agree and and to yeah. square enix's credit when, you know one of the things that that i think is important to keep in mind developer side for an issue like this is that like when you change a job or you change a core mechanic when you release the information about what changed the community should mostly understand why those changes are being made right yeah and that's something that square enix is really really good about like all the changes that we get to jobs over time everything that they added in 3.0 it seems to make sense like the community is able to make sense with uh, 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 what it is uh, and then able to identify its problem so when they go back and they say okay well we fixed sheltron to be you know an, an automatic shield block for 11 seconds then you know like i think if if that was in a patch no everyone can look at that and go oh okay i get why that was a change yeah what you want to avoid is changing so much and people going 
that's not even the job that I've been leveling not for like, the last three months. Like Bard now? Yeah, how well, it feels like a mage? Yeah, like, like that's, that's fucking, what everybody here is like, I'm, I'm a black mage now. I can run and gun. Yeah. I cast it, arrow. Or yeah, no, that's right. I have to bard. stand still and cash it. <laughs> bard, the whole metagame around bards, like, it's it pisses me off to no end when people are complaining that, you know, bards aren't what they were before. Well, no shit. That's, of course they're not what they were before. The, the job has changed. And, you know, they're saying we can't pull the DPS as we did before. No, I'm not convinced of that. I think I think there's still a lot of learning to be done in that in that class. Um, so would so, you say that the bards just have to evolve? I <laughs> 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 see what you did there. Shut up. I can boss. understand <laughs> uh, bards being angry that now they're being forced to stand and cast because that's sure. not what the class was signed up to do. I mean, you were meant to be a mobile ranged unit uh, that could. Didn't do- they change that? Uh, no. No, you still Wonders have to. Minuet makes you stay in place and cast mm-hmm. like a black yep. mage. But see, that's, t- to me, like, I don't know if this is metagame. It could be. But to me, like, yes, originally bards are supposed to be mobile and you're supposed to move around and do damage. But they changed it. They changed it. And so as us as players, we should be adjusting to that, not the other way around. They yeah. shouldn't be, you know, succumbing to us and saying, oh, you know, you, you don't like it. Okay. Well, we'll change it for you. No, if that was the case, then it would be, it would be such a shitty game. And See, I think that Justin's got a point though, because it's not a case. All right. People who are just bitching about, oh, our DPS is too low. Change it to make it better. That's, that's one thing. thing. Yeah. You're right. No, get good but when you actually fundamentally change the way the job operates to where yeah. when you play it it doesn't feel like the job you love anymore hey i think the, that hey, that's guys, valid uh you know we we're gonna be changing the ninja job so that uh you guys uh primarily operate off of shuriken throwing and <laughs> fuck that you know like <laughs> i'm it, going monk you know what i mean like yeah it, that that kind of change it's it's that kind of shit and i've seen it happen in oh. other games and while every single Single expansion, it would happen to almost every single spec. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, just, the talent trees would change, and people would have to adjust. But that's aren't, uh, aren't I don't think that's a bad thing, though. I really, I don't think that's a bad thing because they're giving us something new and different. And I think when people just are, are frustrated because it's new or it's hard or it's difficult or they're too fucking lazy to learn it, they should move on. Well, see, and, and that's the challenge to me as a developer is finding Absolutely. ways to give new challenging things without changing what people love about it. Like, yeah. the Black Mage is a perfect example, right? It's a lot harder rotation, but you're still pretty much doing the same thing that you were doing. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, it, 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 that, that's exactly it. The thing that you have to balance, I mean, there is an aesthetic balance that, that you have to maintain as a developer because people play a lot of times play the job that that they most closely associate with personally i don't know why that is i mean the, you know like that's but that's definitely a a, a a a thing that we all do i mean there are people who level specific jobs for specific reasons but i think we all have we all form an attachment to our quote-unquote main job for reasons we've talked about this on the show before like it's it we've we've spent time uh on unpacking that like i i, I think I, I i feel pretty comfortable putting that out there so you know like i i think that that is also a balance as well because i mean if you if if you introduce a class like monk and then go hey we're gonna put rocket boots on it and you're gonna shoot a crossbow from the air like, that'd be amazing <laughs> that would be pretty monk awesome. new main you know what i mean but like monks would be like what, what the fuck man? what are you doing to us what the hell yeah. is this shit you yeah. know like I, I, and i get that like yeah it would be awesome for some people because you don't give a shit about monk yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it's it, i want to play rocket monk 
It, that shit, <laughs> that kind of shit happens all the time. In, Wait, in there's other Rocket games. Monks no, in other no, games? No, no, but, no. But developers will, will misunderstand or overreact to something that the community wants, and they'll put in something retarded like vampires or I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Wait, vampire Rocket Monks? What? Vampire Rocket Monks. Uh, you're terrible at this. What's the bad the example? No, no, no but... Seattle too. Yeah. You can't just make up jobs like this. <laughs> <laughs> Good use there. Props yeah. for that one. Because <laughs> I am just making up jobs. So, um, but well, you can't. <laughs> the drop said so. <laughs> Getting our hopes up. But yeah, no, I really do think that it's that it's sort of on developers to be able to temper a lot of that criticism, whether it comes from a source like the forums or a podcast or uh, a Twitch stream. I mean, I know that they're plugged into a lot of these, and that the community team does a really good job, but. You know, uh, and and I also and again credit to Square Enix they do a they do a pretty good job of being able to filter out the crazy whiny bullshit. Yeah, and I think part of that is like you said they they take a long time to observe what's going on, you know, and and even offer a little bit of feedback like that whole uh, live letter where basically Yoshi P was just like machinists get good, yeah, we're, yeah, we're not yeah. changing anything, right? And that's a good thing because yeah. if the developers change too much and too often, then people will will start to not trust Square Enix and they'll be like, well, it's not going to be the same in three weeks, so what would even be the point? Right, and a big thing that comes from that, a big problem is if developers were to do that, it stops players from trying new things and, and experimenting with stuff. And, Try to make things and, be good. And doing things like, oh, here, we ju- we put this ninja back to FF11 in as a DPS and suddenly it's a fucking tank? Yeah, And it's yeah, like yeah. the best tank in the game? That's not what they had in mind. Right. You know, so yeah, absolutely. You know, well, really and let players work at things and and figure stuff out. And I think you know, and I think that 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 stands to be mentioned because you know we've we've given a lot of uh, lip service to uh, FF11 and and the kind of flexibility that that had, and that also had a really. I mean, we were also very much involved with the meta game there, and that had a really interesting meta game in the fact that the community would take things that were given to them and find totally separate applications because nothing was given from the developers in that case there yes. only was the metagame yes that's well, actually, that that's and the AV point. kill strategy <laughs> and AV kill strategy <laughs> I, I mean it, it, it seems to be a fairly big shift uh, on, on their part uh, development yeah, oh, side to go from this very kind of like now, I mean, it wasn't wide open. Your possibilities weren't wide open, but it had a much more flexible system in terms of, you know, uh, 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 what players had at their disposal in terms of different jobs. Right. Uh, you know, as opposed to 14, that is much more rigid, regimented, and as a result has to be has to be a little bit like responded to a little bit more the more attention and care has to be paid by the development team to what the community Which, is doing and and where the numbers are falling although, because you're right we do get problems like like paladin although i do take a little bit of uh disagreement with that i mean back in 2.0 you had things like ramu ex and a bunch of the coil fights where people started single tanking it to utilize paladin's more defensive capabilities instead of uh, dual tanking it right so i don't i don't agree with the fact that uh, this game is rigid and you can only do things this one way well that's, that's why i think this game's example. changing that's a perfect example of metagame. Like people are, were used to doing two tanks, and then eventually we got enough gear to single tank a lot of stuff. And then yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't single tank. I mean, you might single tank with a warrior, but you would single tank more often with a paladin. 
from there or, you would you, you would be able to t- push more dps out of your group than or, or than, single heal strategies too or single heal yeah, yeah, yeah with the paladin right i mean right sing, single heal with a warrior would be kind of ballsy depending on what you're doing but it'd be generally with a paladin so you know and taking think, it back to the discussion from last week why not like why not push more paladins but why not have more paladins build on their defensive you know their their the strengths that they have in in defense but force your other players to adjust and say hey do less healing. Do more damage healers. I, 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 I feel like, sorry, I feel like Final Fantasy XIV does have room for a defensive tank right now that primarily focuses on, you know, making sure other people can do more DPS. But sure. I don't think Paladin is in that spot right now. No, I and, and I and I agree. And I loved Nika's point from uh, last week's show uh, where she said, you know, if you get into a hairy situation, you know, a Paladin having increased defense should be able to you know pop some additional cooldowns to give some relief to those healers to be able to get other people up for a possible attempt at a recovery but when you have uh, like like nika had had uh, had so clearly pointed out when you have dps checks that are so tight and uh hardened rages that are so tight that makes that role impossible to fill yeah yeah, that was my problem with where I was going with that on last episode is that back in original coil, like I did T nine solo tank from the start. Like we didn't even wait till we outgeared it. We just took that strategy and ran with it because Paladin had that capability and you could almost completely just recycle the same moves in a cycle until you eventually beat it. The DPS check. I mean, there was like a soft enrage, but the, the, the DPS check wasn't so hard and it allowed for that different kind of strategy that you could do. Whereas the current way their game is taking it, they're, Square Enix is pretty much like no so uh, dual tank all the time, all day long, and you can't, you don't really have that opportunity to utilize Paladin or any other kinds of strategies. There's like the one way right now, and that's where I'm kind of worried the game is going in that direction. And you know what? That 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 could possibly be a problem too, because I remember in uh, some of the first episodes of LBR, one of the things that we were talking about was, do you remember how many one shot mechanics that there were? Just, oh yeah, just everywhere, yeah. right? Oh, Everything yeah, yeah, yeah. had them, and we're like, like that's 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 so unfair. Well, not necessarily unfair, but it makes it to where it's just about learning the mechanics, right? And as soon as you have those down, it's easy, right? There, there, there's no. There's no necessarily any skill involved. And now with all of these hardened rage timers, it kind of feels the same way. If you can't get to that point, you're done. Right. You know? Whereas I think the idea of like soft enrages and a medium enrage and, and having it gradually build up would be a lot more fun because it also then gets a lot more intense. It's not just about beating a time. Well, and I think, I, you know, they've gotten really clever with stuff like this in the past. I, you know, I, I kind of think of the Indigood fight where it is sort of a soft enrage, but it, it's also affecting the the combat area as well. Yeah, you know yeah what that's I mean? a great like, idea. Th- yeah, exactly. That was a really clever, unique way. And I mean, I guess I'm not even really thinking about it until now that they were able to create a, a soft enrage. So basically a time limit that you you know you you got to get it done in this time right. and, and even when it, ho- it covers over the middle ground you still have a little you bit still of time have so much time before it kills you exactly yeah. exactly and, and and i mean you know all credit those were great mechanics Absolutely. those were those were Stuff really good that mechanics. actually makes the encounter more difficult as opposed to just ending it like a plus all the way yeah totally totally that's their problem with savage at this point is it's literally like if you don't make the dps by this point it's over no matter how well you know the mechanics and all that stuff that's why it's savage nika not kindergarten okay (laughs) okay sorry (laughs) okay and also we have a caller on the line we have van ash of altros hey what's up van ash how's it going uh pretty good 
Um, just wanted to call in and talk about the idea of the metagame. Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's continue this conversation. So, what uh, what do you feel uh, qualifies as the meta? Do you feel like our definition has been fair so far? Uh, pretty much, yeah. But the the true definition I what I've had been told to me since I started like playing TCGs, video games at any level, really was that it's the metagame is the uh, aspect of the game which is affected by you externally, nothing else. So what you decide to bring to the raid, do you decide to bring the Dark Knight, do you decide to bring the warrior, the healers, and whatever you bring is part of the metagame. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, because uh, yeah, and, well, and, yeah, going on my the, the, the sort of little definition I gave, gave at the beginning, right? In the world of Eorzea, right, when it's like, hey, we have a call to arms, fucking Savage Coil, Alexander's rising up out of the lake, you know, let, let's go, guys. And the Paladin starts to grab his sword, you know, someone in there would go, ah, 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 no, no. Not you. We We're going to go with you. the Dark Knight because you can't do as much damage. You, you know what I mean? Like, you just you just grab your friend and you go. Right. So anything outside of that that, that that doesn't fit into the game world like that, that is metagame. Right. Right. Well, and and I and yeah, I, 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 I again, I agree with all of the uh, all of the definitions of what metagaming is. Um, but I, I also kind of feel like it's a little bit more multifaceted than oh, just yeah. than just what you select to bring to the raid. Right. Like oh. it's it, it's yeah. it's it's a little bit more involved in terms of like. Uh, you know uh, what community perception is because shows like this, uh, Twitch streams, uh, uh, Reddit, for official forums, all of these things are external factors outside of the game that do influence people's perceptions of what happens inside of the game. So people can be choosing. You know, like people hear the show and they hear a bunch of people going, oh, paladins suck, and they stop taking paladins to things. I think that that's actually another aspect yeah, of the absolutely. metagame. That's meta, yeah. Mob mentality. Like, you don't you don't experience it yourself. You hear from somebody else and you, you run with it. <laughs> and, you know, whether they're right or wrong, that doesn't matter. The fact is you're already influenced and you're already influenced by that. And you're going to create a party around that and not take paladins and take a warrior instead because DPS is king. no. It, that's not always the case because survivability is also really important too. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's also an important idea to understand is that actually, yeah, the meta is completely defined by the community. The yes. community decides what really what is going to be the strongest, and yeah. in their perce- in their perception, right? Mm-hmm. So if they believe that the paladin is absolute crap, they're why the hell would you take a paladin because it's absolute crap even though i think some down point on the line we're going to find out oh hey maybe the paladin is actually better than taking the dark knight well yeah and we're and we i i totally agree that in time that that perception is going to swing back a That'll little change. bit yep. yeah when when we start being able to do things like single tank at, uh, you know uh, certain floors of uh, of Alex Savage because we are going to get to that point when we're at three point four we're going to you know like Alex Savage is still going to be semi relevant content for people there were still people going back and doing turns of coil uh, you know so yeah as as the, and and this is what I keep saying with with gear and and progression. As the gear checks, you know, like get a, a little less steep, then we're going to be able to do things like bring paladins along That's to those things. And stupid. I, <laughs> you have to wait until you outgear something before you can bring a paladin. You know like, what, Nika? That's the meta right now. No, that, that, that's the that, meta. 
the then, job no, needs an adjustment. And then I say, then, then I say, instead of waiting for that, you're ch- waiting for your DPS to catch up. I'd say have your DPS adjust now. Get your healers. I mean, I, I'm always a fan of, heal, of 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 healers doing DPS and tanks doing DPS. Um, but it sounds like you know the the problem you're running into now is if you're hitting enrages and you're bringing a paladin to switch to warrior is one move. But I think it, it'd be better as a group to adjust the rest of the group. Have your DPS push out more damage somehow. Figure out a way. Figure out a way for your healers to do more damage as I, well. I like that mentality, but I don't feel like the defensive capabilities that Paladin brings to the table and to the raid enable that kind of gameplay at the moment. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and that's a good point. I do agree with that. I agree with that. What about... Well, well hold on, because because the, the, he, he, he definitely has a point. Um, I recall one of the, the, the very first times I ever did any kind of raid was in World of Warcraft, and... Um, our main tank was like vastly, vastly outgeared our our off tank, and we got to it was the final boss in shit. I can't remember what the fuck it was, um, but our 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 main tank just couldn't cut it. Like like he just like same point, just every single time, just kept just failing and failing and failing. So we switched it with the off tank, right? And he did it just fine. He's like, "What the fuck wasn't I doing, right?" Right. And they started talking about the how he switched up his rotation. He just basically flipped around like two abilities in his rotation. Yeah. And it made all the difference. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't anything that that, that he would have like thought about. You know, he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, what he's done right. with everything else, but it just wasn't working. Right. And maybe all Nick has to do, if it's literally one percent, like one percent, maybe, you know, the raid takes me, you know, they take five, ten minutes and they find a way to to heap all of their cooldowns on, you know, at the exact same time. You know, at one point where it's safe to push, you know, right at this point, you know, really, really push out your DPS. Right. And that's part of the challenge. You know, right. you can't just go in every time and be like, all right, everybody just do your optimal DPS. There yeah. has to be ways that you can overlap or look at each other's rotations and find ways that they synergize better with each other than doing it uh, individually. That's trick I, attack damage. That's I agree, but I feel like this game isn't built for a lot of that. Like, I'm not saying there's not some of that possible, but with the way that it's like, if you do your rotation exactly like this every single time, you will get the best DPS. That's the way the game is currently built. That and I just, is, I in don't theory, the way that it's currently built. Because if me and Juxta do that, right? Like, if me and him go in and we're like, all right, we're going to do our optimal DPS. Guess what? Within the first five seconds, we are both putting up trick attack and it's wasted whereas when we communicate with each other your trick attack time just doubled the, hey that wonderful point great great point Kahlo. that's an adjustment yeah uh, yeah that's uh, and 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 a lot of it comes down to communication and maximizing what you're getting out of the abilities that you're putting up a yeah. lot of i mean a lot or of don't fights. bring two ninjas how about not bring two ninjas <laughs> well, that too. that's blasphemy no, you, you need you need double trick attack damage but, double trick attack okay. damage but but the thing is though <laughs> is, it. Uh, it, most of the fights in this game don't require that level of perceptiveness and attentiveness for the mechanics no but when you have dps checks you know what if the difference is your ninja throws up trick attack and then after trick attack's gone then your dragoon throws up what what, what is it blood of the dragon what's the crit buff no, I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, Battle Litany. You know, they throw it up afterwards. Wouldn't Battle Litany benefit you more during Trick Attack? Oh, yeah. Depends. It's all Depends about stacking. On, well, dep- I mean... Ideally, yes, you want to stack the bus, but I mean, it depends. You know, certain phases in certain fights. True, I mean, and that's, that's what it yeah, comes down to. If it's one percent, exactly, exactly. exactly. Yep. Figure out where you can find that one percent yeah obviously changing to warrior that's one way to get it right but there has to be another way somewhere but like here's and 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 here's the other uh you know one of the other thoughts that i had about this is that you know when it comes to 
uh, progression rating, isn't that a specific end of the game that uh, you know the really the 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 highest tier, the the bleeding edge player is really going for? And when you're playing at that level, when you're playing at that level with other games. There's just some characters that you can't use. Like That's if you're, true. If you can't you're, use Dan if you're, in Street Fighter. If you're, <laughs> if you're playing competitively or at a, at a high elite level uh, in Super Smash Brothers or Street Fighter or anything else, there are certain characters, whether because of how they're designed, whether they're you know so cheap that, that they can't, you know, that, that they're overpowered. You know, like the, there are these considerations that exist in other games sure. that exist in the metagame. So is it so unfair? that paladin at least for the short term is is kind of not as sought after for things like savage alexander paladin is pichu <laughs> pichu just, paladin my, my, the point i want to make is just because something's not impossible doesn't mean that it doesn't need an adjustment or that it isn't you know less than well, what wait a minute. Wait a minute. I remember. I remember a time back in T five when T five was just starting to be cleared, where it was absolutely sin to take a fucking warrior to that fight. It was absolute sin to take a warrior. And, and you know what? I don't remember Nika being like warriors need to be, yeah. need to be fixed. Fixed but, warriors. But, but, but I've never heard that. So I well, I, guess we, I, don't we, know what I'm I, about. I remember Most people dual tank paladin warrior, but I solo tank. I remember us taking a moment to watch uh, watch a video of uh, of a warrior tank or, or solo tank. I don't know if it's solo tank, but a warrior win uh, T five. You know, main tank. It was warrior main tank. And, uh, you know, like, because, like, I, it just, this perception changes all the time. It always oh, yeah, absolutely. Shifts. Yeah, and actually, that's the difference, too, between, you know, the analogy that you gave for our game and, and, and for fighting games is fighting games aren't normally updated, obviously, the same way that, that MMOs are. You know, you make the fighting game, you put it out, and I, yeah. I don't know how much they actually adjust crap like that. Once every, like quarter or so yeah but not if they're if they're continuing to update it which they usually stop after a year or two yeah which obviously for an mmo you know you don't want people to stop playing their jobs you well, the want old, things to stay the old way that that used to happen is that they would have to uh, uh, make and issue an entirely new arcade cab so the fact that they can push an update every quarter is uh, i think a, a a way better uh you know way better way for them to be able to fix that and to uh keep up with their community um so you know like that I, I think that all of it is that you know that that's all fair and valid but you know just because this metagame exists i don't think that nika's wrong when she says that the job needs adjustment i don't know i i, I wouldn't say that she's necessarily wrong but because of points brought up today i i think i'm kind of getting off the paladin needs fixed boat because no, it, later, it does take less damage than dark knight and warrior right okay listen listen I, this I is where i'm going that. with that just because something's not impossible doesn't mean that it doesn't need a fix now listen i have cleared one and two as a paladin it is clearly possible however if you there are some groups who are, who are deciding between a paladin and a warrior and you say yes paladin has more defensive buffs sure but the thing is is that warriors aren't dying to the tank busters there is no point where you need the paladin like if you're gonna if you can take a, a dark knight and a warrior and they 
it can survive and do more damage. It's clear which choice people would rather yeah, take but, in okay. that aspect. But, so, but Samus made a really good counterpoint to that earlier, and that is if you take a warrior, that warrior overall is going to be taking more damage, forcing the healer to f- focus more on healing and less on DPS. So there's going to be a, a net DPS. It, like for, for, it might, I agree, but for the DPS that you're gaining you're right, from warrior, you might be losing it enough. from the healers. Okay, no, what about you're right, you're right, you're right. But I don't think that the disparity is, is is that big. Like, yes, I think that with my defensive cooldowns, my scholar can do a little more DPS, but I don't think the healing loss from having a warrior is that much of a difference, and I think you end up with more net DPS in the long run well, with warriors. So what happens then if they buff Paladin, right? And now Paladin can, can de- deliver DPS on par or near what a warrior can, but they also take less damage, so we stop taking warriors now because Paladin I'm not asking for Paladin DPS buff. I'm asking for a change in the way that they put they do raids so that Paladins can be made to do what they're there to do, which is defense. I know and what, as of right now, fair. there isn't a fight that utilizes Paladin to its best defensive capability. That's fair, and I, I, I can actually respect that. You don't necessarily need Paladin to be buffed, but you want the way that hardened rage timers have been, or yeah, yeah, the hardened rages have been implemented to change. I respect that. Yeah, no, I think right. I think that that's fair because I, you know, not not as many people are are as critical of those hardened rages, and they just tend to want to blame it on one of the members of the party or a performance Absolutely. issue. Absolutely, and it's, and it's never just one though. That, it's never just one. Yeah, it, that's the and and you know maybe that's another fucking metagame issue too. People are like, well, we don't meet, if we don't meet the enrage timer, well, let's blame one of the four DPS. Let's blame the four DPS because it's only on them. Well, no, that's not true because it's it's on the rest of the group maybe you know maybe the healers are not managing their mana so there's more uptime on ballad instead of foes or you know they the the heal and the healers aren't are, aren't doing as much dps because they have a they they have a they have a warrior instead of a paladin and you know there's, there's so many there's so many things that are connected to it that it's it's very very difficult to nail down yeah, oh to- totally it's impossible it's impossible unless you sit down and have a conversation hammer it out for one hour and then go in and do an attempt and then well fuck yeah. it's another one percent okay where do we need to fix it right right so, well say, yeah assuming that you can get to that one percent and there's no there's no mistakes earlier um, in the run yeah like it's that is that is a lot of time and consideration uh, I'd like to clear something up for the chat right now because some people seem to think that that nika is calling for raid nerfs no and that's no. not what she's saying basically what 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 and, I, and i'm with her on this this one what the problem is with with a lot of the raids right now is that they have hard and rage timers which basically means after you know the mechanics all it is is a dps check yep. and if you yep. can't do high enough dps you just lose Period. It's a timer. It's There's a, a timer. It's, it's a timer. There's it's, it's a timer a that's race. ticking down. And that's not as fun as putting in soft enraged timers that actually make it more difficult, such as rails going away, such as the arena getting smaller, or or maybe even persistent um, AOE, you know, uh, damage that doesn't go away. Yeah, yeah kind of like AD, just, ADS yeah, in turn yeah, two. Yeah, if you if yeah. you don't have DPS checks, you can actually make the mechanics harder. And I feel like when I look at what Paladin is a defensive tank, and I we talk back about the different strategies like well, I really loved T9 granted it was very very mechanical and jump ropey once you learn the mechanics but when you look at the different strategies you could take two tanks and do it the two tank way or you could utilize Paladin for what it's there for it's good defense and solo tank it 
Yeah. You well, could do right. either of those and they're extremely valid. But when you look at it now, everyone just needs DPS because that's literally the hardest mechanic is DPS. And, and when the hardest mechanic is DPS, that really takes away the fun and the challenge of it. And then it, it kicks a lot of jobs out to the curb who just can't quite reach that DPS check. And one of our main criticisms of this game is that there's not enough dynamics in terms of, of yes. fight mechanics. And, you know, this I think that this just sort of speaks to that is that, you know, like that's it's another it's another area where the fights are lacking dynamics. And and and, you know, for for a, a game that already lacked dynamics, right, to 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 go from the possibilities that you had in T9 of doing, you know, a single tank or a double tank strategy and then to cut that down even farther to say, well, no, you can't even have that. You've got to have a hard DPS check. You're going to have to have tank swaps. You need two tanks and and everyone's got to be pumping out DPS. Uh, that's that's an entirely different almost development uh, uh, strategy, and I don't know that it's the most healthy for your endgame players. What you're I sort pigeon, of you're pigeonholing your players into playing a certain way or bringing a certain group. Well, what I sort of feel like uh, uh, what that does it forces it for uh, you know like yes there are those there are those very very motivated and driven people like Elysium that are you know are are going to want to clear this stuff and Lucrezia and all of those really you know high high end raids but like I feel like this is a way to keep a lot of the regular community that that sort of exists in that in that middle ground between just logging in and doing tomes every day and uh, you know uh, spending all of their time on raiding and savage and progression that it just forces those players to wait longer to be able to to absolutely if to you get into it and to clear it if you can't get in and clear something because you keep hitting that enrage timer but right. you're doing everything perfect right what what need or or what drive do you have to keep trying when the only answer is I need more gear? Right. That to me, that's bad game design. Now, obviously, you shouldn't be able to just go in with shitty gear. That's right? also bad gamer mentality, though, to wait for gear. I yeah, mean, maybe exa- it's, no, it's, that's true. Yeah, and that's that's the uh, that to me. But that's is the, the mentality problem. they're building. In well, the players, when all the hardest mechanic is the DPS check, and that I know, oh, next week everyone's going to have their ESO weapons. You might as well just call it and wait till next. Yeah, I week. think I, I, Nico, <laughs> I totally think you're right. I think that is the mentality that Square Enix is reinforcing with the ways that they're choosing to develop the game. You're absolutely right. And Atorius brings up a really good point in the chat. Is I'm not sure how much you guys realize this, but for Paladin, we're talking about how it's great defensive capabilities. But it, I don't know if you realize that for the second tank buster, you have to use Hollow Ground or Paladins will die. And I feel like hollow ground is supposed to be their oh shit button that you can save to figure out like when you need it to help your healers to survive. You use hollow ground, but in in a one savage, if you don't use hollow ground in the second tank buster, it's over. Yeah, and absolutely. I just feel like that's bad game design, and that doesn't really utilize paladin for its defense if it doesn't even have defensive moves to keep it alive. No, I, I I'm with I'm <laughs> I'm right there with you, Nika. I'm right. I I, I get it because does, does every other tank have to use their uh, hollow ground equivalent? Yeah. to survive it. Um, I'm not entirely sure because if they have to. So then, eh, kind of a yeah. moot point. Yeah, yeah. kind of. But the thing is, is, we're talking about Paladin having more defense, then that gives it the edge over the other yeah. classes. What she's but saying is, what if she needs it later? <laughs> Well, what that's what I'm saying. Paladin that? should be allowed to use that that hollowed ground move to give the healers a little bit of time to recover, but that's not really an option at this point. No, they no. really feel like they're like building encounters around they're, using those homing and living dead. You're right. Yes, around. I I, to- I I think that that is that is very true, and uh, you know also that. Uh, 
You know that that it, it, a lot of these a lot of these structures are so 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 rigid that the metagame doesn't even end up become uh, becoming a a factor because everyone is uh, just you know you you need this definitively you need this or it's you're gonna wipe. You know, like the chat's confirming Dark Knights and Warriors, they've lived through those without needing to use those cooldowns. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's weird, dude. That's weird. That's okay. weird. That is yeah. weird. By the way, I do want to thank Van Ash for the call from Ultra. Shout out to you. Thank you very much for uh, for adding to our metagame discussion. And to go along with that, we have Alistair of Phoenix calling in. Hey, what's up, Alistair? How's it going? Hey, can you hear me, guys? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Oh, Oh, thank God. Um, yeah, I'm really glad to be here. Um, I wanted to call in last week, but um, I was having some issues, so thanks for accepting my call. Good, good. Well, we're glad that, uh, that that you're able to call in. So uh, what would you like to add to our metagame discussion here? Well, as I've been thinking about this. I keep thinking up, and people either just dismiss it or sort of like laugh at me, but um, like the it, big issue here is raw being overpowered and one of the things i really hate about them is that they've got both storm's eye and storm's path to themselves which makes them almost irreplaceable in that aspect so I'll, i agree would it be too game breaking if um paladin got storm's path because they're the defensive one and Maybe maybe not, not maybe not not specifically that it, it like Storm's Path itself, but something similar, much in the ways that a lot of our our different debuffs among the different jobs give different bonus. You know, like Monk yeah, that, has that Dragon Kick and um, because well, Warrior, yeah, the, well, Warrior gets overall damage down and slashing debuff, whereas right. Paladins just get strength down and ninety five percent of the moves in Savage are magic. Right. So it's like Paladin is even more useless in that case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Problem if you just sorry. Uh, would it be a problem if you just switched um, Halloween and Storm's Path? Like, would that be too much of a change? Or see, you know, I feel like it should have been like that in the first place because when when Warrior gets the 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 slashing down, that helps. Now it helps Warriors, Dark Knights, and Ninjas. Plus, if they had the strength down, I think that would be a nice balance. Give Paladin the overall damage down, and I think that would be. That would, well, be that would make more sense. They're supposed to be the defensive tank, aren't they? Right. So just for like thematically and all that. No, I well, hey, that's I think I I think that that's a very compelling point there, Alistair. That uh, that yeah, thematically, it seems like those two abilities are uh, switched around. But I mean, in terms, I think I think warriors would be very remiss to lose that ability or to have that ability yeah, I think switched. That was probably a bad design. But what can they do about it now? Well, I well, I think well, I think what you could do is I, I mean, because the strength down. Uh, you know, is it, it's not a bad debuff, but it's just currently not currently. that not that relevant. Let's make that a little bit more relevant. And then, what's uh, Nika? What's kind of the other uh, the other combo that you end up using? Um, is there another combo that you can use? I don't even know. As Paladin? Well, well, Paladin has its DPS. Well, it has its dot finisher and it has its DPS finisher. It has Royal Authority, which is just a damage move. But, it, you know, with Shield Oath and all that stuff, like warriors can swap into their DPS stance, pop their big moves and swap back. Paladins are stuck using either 
trying to tank in Sword Oath, which is shit. Well, fuck it. Or that should, I mean, using Royal Authority with the 20% damage down from Shield Oath. Why not? Well, then why not just add something to the to the straight DPS uh, move that also adds a debuff? I mean, it seems like, because e- even with Dark Knights, between the, the um, you know, there's three different combos that you that you kind of switch between. But the two that are, are mainly there for putting out DPS, one comes with uh, with a bit of a, a with a, uh, an HP drain on it if you've got a, a dark side up and then the other one uh, comes with a debuff uh, that would be nice yeah we've got one that's a DOT and then one that's just straight damage yeah, yeah you guys know what we're doing right now we're metagaming ah! <laughs> ah! thank me later bitches <laughs> look at the, look but, at the thought okay but I see I'm, this is what I wonder then how much is this a metagame because it's not something the game currently has already Change like it's not something I can go in the game and be like, okay, I'm going to change my paladin to have these moves. I can't do that. So well, is that no, really a meta no, game? No, but that's you, that you yourself, you're right. You can't yeah. take what we're talking about and going and changing it. But all the people that are listening to us, if this starts to you know go around and it gets big enough, and the devs you know like catch wind of it and they actually think, oh yeah, yeah, you know what, that does make sense. But Maybe we is, should make some type of change like that. But this is exactly why I had brought up what the devs' role is in this because as we've pointed out, even with other games like. TCGs or single player games that the developers do have a role to play in Perfect this. Perfect example. When certain cards get overpowered in uh, Magic the Gathering, for example, the company will purposefully, or, or when they get too pricey, yes. they will purposefully yeah. flood the market with those cards yes. to kill it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> exactly, and, and and it's that kind of that's it, like nerfing in our in, in in our game when something gets nerfed, right? And and for as much as us sitting around and talking about this and parsing all of that out is our version of the meta game. What the developers have to do to react to what the community is doing is their own separate version yes, of the yes. meta game. The 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 meta game in in an MMO is a longer game than what you're used to in a fighting game, which Nisha. I think brings us to a really good point in the conversation where we then ask the question. Where do we fit into this picture as a podcast? Where do we on the official forums or Reddit or anywhere else? Where do we fit into this metagame equation? You because I feel like this should have a different name. Like metagame to me is what is inside the game. But when we take when we start talking about no, no, that's it, completely it the opposite. Like the meta real life or something. Metagame is outside of the game. Right. But it, but it's what you can take to the game and then change within the game. But we can't literally can do nothing about what we're talking about right now. Right now, visually, uh, no. Uh, or and 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 because we don't have the control controls over the rules, no, we can't do anything about it. That's why I was saying that the that the developers also have a part to play in this as well. All right, all right let's call it massively meta gaming. Then is that better, Nika? We'll call <laughs> no, it the MMG. My, my definition is then taking what you hear from the outside and then being able to take those rules and changing how you play. We Which can't is, do that. Yeah. That's what I always assumed was meta game. But we can't take what we're talking about and change within the game until we yell at the devs enough to make them change. So that's you just like change, meta bitching or something. You don't change the rules. You change your you change, you change your, your strategy. strategy within the rules. But right. we can't do that in this game because the rules are so rigid. That you can though. About isn't yeah. something you're changing can. from paladin to warrior. That's changing. Yeah. You're changing. You're, you're I mean, not physically changing game about, like, mechanics. Yeah, change paladin to make it better. There's nothing I can do to paladin to change it. You can well, become a warrior. You become player. a yeah. You, not as, as an individual player. You can you can take you can take the the stuff you hear outside 
you know and and say that you can't change the warrior the the paladin job itself but you can tell your party to do more damage you can tell your your bard to play foes more often you can right i agree that's part of the meta but when you talk about just using the forums to yell at the devs that to me sounds like a different this this is my favorite chat comment from uh crimson that's slightly different meta just sounds like a stupid thing someone came up with to make themselves sound smart <laughs> That's my new definition of the metagame. Samus, is that true? Did you just make this whole thing up to make yourself sound really smart? Totally. Uh, I, totally. I thought that's all. He figured it out. No. Say, isn't that just what your podcast is about? Is making yourself seem smart? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> the, I can get into that. The fucked up thing is people like it, though. People listen, so oh, yeah. why not? Yeah, hey, no, hey guys, they, they like want to sound content. smart. Guys, guys, guys. Uh, talking about the metagame, we're metagaming about the metagame. Because oh, we're talking about mind it. Mind blown. Metaception. Metaception. Oh, God. <laughs> right, so then, blow your mind? So then because, okay, well then when you look at things like the official forums and people who bitch at things and eventually the developers see it and change it, none of that is actually like something you're doing within the game. So is that still part of the meta game or is it like the meta, like overarching no, it's, universe? It's still the meta game because it affects the game. Yeah, well, that's and that and that, I think that's it's what, a broader definition or like a broader version of it. Though, well, right? that's that's why I was asking where we as podcasts, as as forums, as Reddit's, uh, you know, as as users and individuals and mobs and packs, whatever. Where do where where exactly do we fall into? into this whole spectrum because you know like that's the thing is that we put stuff out there and it does end up impacting opinions it does end up impacting sentiment in the community it does end up impacting development overall in the long term so are you saying that like as community figures do we have a responsibility to the metagame absolutely not (laughs) absolutely not because what a lot of people want to do is they want to you know foist that responsibility all onto their shoulders and that just to me is just ego stroking yourself to say, oh, well, the things that I put out into the community really matter so much and they really actually don't. I mean, there are ways that ideas can take root and take hold. I mean, just look at how look at the proliferation of get good in this community. OK, like most people say it and they have no fucking idea, no idea where it originated yeah. from. And, and and, you know, like that's part of the meta, too. Like the, all of that, all of that fits in. So, yeah, I. I, I mean, like, I think I, let's let's maybe let's maybe take a second and 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 consider this. Maybe the things that we do put out there have an effect that that we don't intend, and sometimes it can be negative. Yeah. Uh, part People, of the LBR meta is Nutter's gonna nut. <laughs> no, just that's because no. just because somebody it's like it's almost it's it's so weird that uh, this is like above and beyond video games. I think this is just life in general. Like if somebody tells you to do better at what you're doing as a, as you know, as a sign of encouragement saying, Hey, you know, you're on the right track, but do better. Do you know, work on it a little bit more. Constructive criticism. Yeah. Constructive criticism. People get fucking angry. People get really upset. Like that's why get good is so offensive to people. Like they don't fucking get it. They, you say get good endearingly of course you're telling them hey practice a little bit more study your rotation learn the game a little bit better learn your job better and they're like no fuck you i'm doing it just fine it's like no you're not doing you're it actually not <laughs> i'm a unique snowflake and my feelings matter my 12 dollars matters <laughs> and i'm gonna use fracture on paladin damn it how dare you sir how dare you but uh, oh, geez. 
but but seriously though i mean like you know yeah we, I, we do we do recognize that what we put out in the into the community does have a way of of taking root and taking hold but i i i i just don't feel like that kind of consideration needs to impact our content you know what I mean? Oh no, no, I don't. That's think, I yeah, think that's no. I think that's where uh, uh, like officially we stand when when we talk about you know people want to call us pillars of the community or put all of this responsibility onto us that we don't really want or accept. Oh, and I'm fine being called a pillar of the community, I, and, yeah. and I'm I'm even fine if you know that 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 our actions affect stuff, but I don't think that that we then have any kind of moral obligation or responsibility to then you know. Construct around our show like, like like this is how it should be. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're absolutely right. We probably do have a little bit of that power, but we're still just going to do whatever the fuck we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm. Well, I, and that's and that's part of the fun of running the show. I mean, like that's the, that's that's what's kind of fun for us. And and so, um, you know, do but do do other other places other than you know than the podcast and the official forums and what we would all consider i don't know what we would maybe consider on its outset to be bitching um what are some other places where where you know the the external ends up influencing what is in the game i mean i i think that uh you know uh happy you know very very noticeable uh community folks like happy like uh you know ms tech joe Joe, Joe never you know all of those joe is here all of those people (laughs) the things that they put out there do have a way of catching hold and resonating with people and then we end you know people end up telling it to us or we you know like it, it 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 all has a way of sort of like permeating not just the community that's engaged with us or with that content, but the entire community at large. And I'm just kind of curious what, you know, like, is there actually some kind of responsibility intrinsic in that? And then you start tanking Bone Dragon in the North. <laughs> oh, damn, I was going to make that joke earlier, but I couldn't get it in. Hide him. Yeah, Hide that's, him. What, that's what she said. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, uh, real quick before we move on, uh, Alistair actually wanted to make a second point about uh, being salty about summoners. Okay, so, uh, Alistair, go ahead. Let's uh, let's hear about summoner. Uh, right. The thing is, I know summoners are good. I've not really got a problem with how to perform or anything like that, but ever since before the first patch, well, not before, after they announced they weren't getting any pets, I've been really disappointed with how they are in this game since then because... I, I just think they're really poor, like actual summoning classes. Because be, even before the announcement, we weren't getting any new pets. It was mostly just summoning Garuda. Mm-hmm. You had Titan, no one used that. If it hardly used that, except for I think second car was it. And then um, I was really excited for a new pet for 3.0, and then they announced they weren't going to get in it. And I just thought their class is summoner, they summon things. I thought it would have been more interested to get a new pet. And apparently the reason they didn't put it in is because it was too much work, which I thought was a bit, a bit bullshit. Yeah, it's because. a bit of, that's a bit of a cop-out. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you there, Alistair. Uh, it? It's, uh, like, it's too much too much work to make a new raid, too much work to make a new dungeon. Why, why even bother right. with any of that? Well, so, uh, I've yeah, actually... It's just, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's just... I, I've, I don't play Final Fantasy XI, but watching those videos made it even 
harder to see them in this game because I do. in the wound. Oh, and actually, it goes back to what Anira was saying yeah. earlier when we were talking about the changes to Bard and how you know, like we play jobs that we associate with because they feel like something, and and that's probably some of the biggest salt yeah. in the game right now is that true summoners don't feel like they're summoners. No, they're bio mages. You're you're, you're totally I the, I, warlocks. I I totally totally understand this, and I and I think that there are kind of two camps of people uh, that sort of that there there's there's two people two sort of binary splits of people that feel a certain way about summoner and that is that they're either not summonery enough in terms of like the aesthetics from the old final fantasy games and that it doesn't uh pay as 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 good of an homage to the lineage of a summoner because the idea of a summoner goes back in this in the series for a long long time that is there's a deep history of that job within final fantasy and then there are the other people who look at the things that uh, that uh summoners got like Ockmorn and um uh-huh. you know kind of like the the channeling of Bahamut into you and and that uh, that way of being able to kind of explain summoning and what summoners do as summoning opposed strengths of those things as opposed to those things as opposed yeah as opposed to a straight avatar right so like I, I I get that there are people who are actually really into that uh that concept and so I yeah I I I, I agree that you know people who may have identified it with that job in the past are are gonna struggle with really connecting to what it is right now but yeah. how many pets were viable in 11 I know idea about was it 13 or 11 or something well like in, that? in 11 they weren't used in in the the same sense that you'd use them in in 14 where like right. you know you you summon Garuda or whatever or, or even with with scholars you know having Eos or whatever the other one is out you actually use them <laughs> as abilities so you know if you wanted to haste the party you brought Garuda out and you hasted the party if you wanted to give people phalanx you brought Fenrir out and you gave it to the party if you wanted to do uh, an ice move you brought Shiv out you did it you dismissed her so you were constantly yeah. shifting through them and the pet itself didn't matter as much as the ability that you were using I, I and and you know I think that they really they really worked themselves uh, uh, sideways to be able to throw a summoner into this game like there's a pet job is not I don't I don't think that this this game they're was just really utilizing built they're just with utilizing the pets the wrong way I I, I don't know I, but I it's still, okay it's I still, okay Summoners rejoice because you will get to glamour your pet soon. <laughs> I still say that uh, they should have, from the ground up, had like bio two. That should have been Ifrit burn. Uh, bio should have been like uh, drowsy from. Oh, uh, you mean like attach from, it a little bit more yeah, to be, lore? Have it be like uh, yeah. Final Fantasy Four collars, where they come out, they do an attack, and then they're gone. Just like how oh. how Bahamut's or uh, Dreadworm stance is, that you shoot a Akmor and then it's gone. Well, and, and in that case, they would have operated how they did in Eleven. You just would have been streamlining it and taking yeah. out the whole summoning well, desummoning no, part. Uh, yeah, because it would just be kind of intrinsic in the animation. Yeah, but how yeah. cool would that have been to like summon a portal and then Ifrit's arm comes through and fire? I know a lot of summers that would be a lot more well maybe they wouldn't because then you know what they'd suffer for, from dragoon syndrome oh, why isn't our thing following us around i need to have a pet <laughs> and then they then square enix just show them the uh design documents for what our current summoner is so what what the, what would summoner players want now then do they want more more interaction with their pets so that they have more shit to micromanage apparently they the want game? bigger pets yeah bigger pets. Al- alistair are you still there 
Yeah, I'm still there. Uh, so all right. Still so as as, as a as yeah. a summoner, what would you want? On, like, what do you want from the job? On behalf of all summoners, yeah. state your yeah. opinion. No pressure. Speak for everyone. Well, no pressure. I'd have at least wanted a new pet for this new um, quest. So, yeah. a, a whole new set of skills. I don't know if people pref- generally prefer being the support for the pet or the pet being the support for the summoner. But I think that could be part of the thing itself. Like this new pet could be I don't know more supportive or more offensive than um, Garuda is currently, or if it. And then um, I just think um, it's a really big missed opportunity. And then um, the thing that gets me really angry. Apparently, um, in the Summoner Crest, the tease uh, the tease new eggies, don't they? But then they take them away. Oh, they That's do. Here, here's a thought. What about what about making summoners and you know to to add along to your idea of having more pets for summoners? What about the idea of making summoners um, uh, based around the elements? So, for example, you have you can summon Leviathan, which is extra extra effective against Ifrit. And then you can have, you know, oh, you can elemental. summon Ifrit. Oh, uh, man. Putting an elemental wheel back in this game? Oh, oh no. They, well, they not, not in this game. This was, that was something that was big summoner in 11. Summoner specific. That would be hard. I feel it like would be to, really hard, I think. Because they'd either have to completely change the way Black Mage works or they'd have to make Summoner a very interesting and weird job. Yeah, well, bite your tongue, Sam. <laughs> yeah, get out. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for uh, the call, Alistair, and uh, uh, talking uh, not only about the metagame, but uh, as well as bringing some uh, some summer summoner metagame and some summer summoner metagame discussion onto the show. So uh, we uh, we appreciate that. If you'd like to be a caller to Limit Break Radio, uh, send a Skype message to the Skype account Limit Break Radio, or call eight one zero five one five eight seven one five. So yeah. Uh, uh, I, Again, I'm, I'm just going to kind of throw this out there. Do do uh, do notable, uh, let's call them community figures or organizations. Do they do they play a role in the metagame? We know that they do because you know even as far back as when we did LBR for for FF11, we knew that the community uh, uh, team members or whatever you know listened to us and they interacted with us. And from 11 into 14, Square Enix or, or, or the development team that we have now have just they open up. so so much more like like yeah. could you imagine when we played 11 the idea of a of a developer live letter no oh god no what? remember <laughs> remember when those shits the, the, when those things started i was blown away the i only, couldn't believe like, that well, that was somebody cares yeah right. the <laughs> only thing that they ever told us was like oh you found a way to beat av we're changing that that's not how we wanted you to beat him <laughs> yeah right right yeah no totally well and 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 it's kind of funny that the live producer letters have gone from have gone from these things that were like clearly recorded in the office like corner and now that they've got like backdrops sometimes Yoshi has a podium like they've actually become like really kind of big deals yeah which I feel like they started to do they started as damage control for an absolute horrific launch of an MMO mm-hmm. and and, and you know was look the at, same team as 11 and you can see why that didn't translate over very well right well it was it <laughs> yeah. was it was really as soon as Yoshi P came in because Tanaka never did a live fucking letter nope but here's the thing to my knowledge and you guys can 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 correct me if i'm wrong but neither do other mmos like except for obviously big giant Mm. things like like blizzcon for example yeah we expect that but are there other mmos that 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 would reliably like you know once a month or 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 more release 
actual oh, yeah. footage like that? Uh, I think ESO does some of that, and they have like weekly community things where they'll like show off fan art from the community and talk about that kind of stuff, yeah. and they keep people updated. Okay, so well, think, no, that's cool because no, they, as as a WoW player, all I ever read it was just patch notes. You know, I never yeah. got to see like like uh, uh, I don't know his real name, but but Ghost Crawler, you know, the guy who was leading WoW, and I don't know if he still is or not. But they would only ever release you know like 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 forum shit, you know. But they never right, actually got right. on video and did cool stuff like what they do. Right. Well, uh, but it, so it's also a new day and age in MMOs now. I think. I mean, WoW was like the first pioneer MMO of its kind and the whole social media streaming and stuff wasn't as big as it is now. Right. But I mean, God, don't you guys remember sitting around and getting frustrated like, man, it would be really nice to just ask Square Enix this question and get get a definitive answer. Yep. Well, you know, the MMOs, the games, the community teams that are responsive on that level, it's always for MMOs that have smaller populations. So the ones that aren't maybe as good or as big, they usually have much... Compensate for that They have really Really attentive Community teams That do a lot Of interaction That's true For example Official wow forums Like they have Specific moderators Specifically for that That actually interact With like like That's their job Just interact with the forum I'm thinking back To like City of Heroes Like City of Heroes For that community The developers Of that game Would constantly Go on podcasts Like Woot Studios Mm -hmm. And uh, you know Talk to them Talk to their community A little bit more Directly than than uh, you know, than than someone like Square Enix is now. Granted, Square Enix is a Goliath company that you can't really expect that kind of stuff out of. But the fact that they've moved more towards this and they are doing things like live letters, and you're right, Kahlo. WoW doesn't do any of that shit. Blizz- Blizzard doesn't do any of that shit. A lot of the bigger uh, you know population MMOs don't have that kind of community development in place. And and you got to give Square Enix even more credit because they're having to do it amongst multiple fucking languages that is so impressive that is i mean they're they're they actually put a lot of man hour into communicating with their community and they have to be given all the credit in the world i know that we criticize them a lot but they have to be given all the credit in the world when they do when they do stuff right Mm -hmm. uh i'm sorry i'm sorry just a little aside i need to call alistair out apparently alistair isn't a level 60 summoner (laughs) he's not even a summoner he started That's le- fair, though. He said he's, he's a frustrated observer. He started leveling uh, Arcanist and stopped when he realized there wasn't going to be a new pet. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well. So do we just throw everything out that we just talked about? And, 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 no, last he's, speaking, minute, and he's, he's speaking on behalf of all summoners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's part of the meta. You you realize there's a cool job you really want to play, but then you realize how much it isn't oh, what yeah. you're expecting. Oh, sure. Suddenly, and suddenly Nick mind. is a pro on the meta, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to diss it when I'm saying that's exactly it's just fun to give you shit mm-hmm. <laughs> There's another point about metagaming That uh, we never touched on um, But this was uh, You know what we just talked about about you know How what we know outside the game affects our Affects our experience Inside the game yeah. um, Another part of meta that I was thinking about was What the, the expectations that we set for ourselves when we're in the game it's kind of connected to like get good and you know the always the conversation between g- casuals and and hardcore raiders where people take their they they bring their personalities from outside of the game and, and uh it affects how what happens to them inside the game so i'll give you an example going you know using the example earlier about you know when when we uh, when we endearingly tell people to get good everyone most people just they get fucking angry they snap back at us telling us to fuck off saying that they we get have defensive no right. yeah they get defensive now you know another part of meta game gaming i think 
is why do people feel like that? Why do people get so angry inside the game? Like when you're playing, you know, when you're when you're running a dungeon with complete strangers and they tell you, hey, you know, try this, try doing this differently, and they snap at you. They get they get really fucking angry. But when you're at work or when you're at school and somebody tells you, you know, hey, try this, do, try doing this differently, you take it differently. Yeah, you take you sort of take it in stride. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. it's the internet. <laughs> well, part yeah, yeah I think I, I think that's I feel part like that's of it. A lot of it. That's a lot of it. It's I mean, internet, been- but maybe it's outside the game too. I'm convinced that it's it, there's some shit outside the game that makes people so angry inside the game. Like me, when when people like when I stream, people bitch at me, people yell at me, people tell me how bad I'm doing all the time. But I never get upset. I absorb all of it, and you know, I'd like to think that I've gotten a better. He I've, I've, into I've become energy. a. Into she. <laughs> I've become boners. That's that's racist. Are you saying that I'm Asian and I have chi? Just because I'm Asian, I have chi. Oh, that was great. Now you're gonna tell me that that I need kung fu. Now you're telling me that I'm good at kung fu. Now you're gonna tell me I'm good at kung fu. I don't know. You're 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 kind of a bigger dude. I feel like you would be more sumo style. (laughs) (laughs) What? There we go. Shaming, bro. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go tweet about this. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you know, so you know, to bring it back, you know, it's the personalities that people bring outside their experience outside. Side, like totally. whatever it is you know if you're at your job you know, i'm sure most people are at school or they go to work if somebody gives them constructive criticism and say do it differently you know the, most of them would probably be like hey you know what this person's right they might have more experience or most they're in people a, don't do that though like there so? are even people who get offended for the other people you're trying to correct like yeah, I've yeah. Done some, some duty finders before where yeah. i'll be there as paladin and i'll see the black mage who's literally like spamming blizzard i'm like hey and i try to give them all my credentials too i'm like my main dps is black mage let me tell you a little bit about the rotation and i will take five minutes to sit there and write it all up for them and everyone else goes you're the paladin showed up and do your job and yeah. i was like are you serious right now like i'm trying to help our whole entire party and as well as help someone who might not understand the job and you're gonna sit there and the entire party yells at me and i'm like okay fine nika i am getting very offended that you even tried to do that <laughs> i'm sorry i tried to help someone i thought i was i thought it was nice nika we're just here to do the dungeons just shut up and do your job please yeah so i just want to yeah, i just gps I, like I, I don't want to try i just want to collect my esos and get but, the fuck out of here I know, and people say that but i feel like me as someone who knows the job better than someone else i almost feel like it's my obligation to try to help someone who doesn't sure. understand and sure. they get mad at me for that. All right. Right. No, no, no. Your, your, your inclination you is not wrong. Nika that's is a social justice game. warrior. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what, see, Nika, that's what you bring to the game, right? You know, because of what you do outside of outside of LBR and video games like you that it's in your kind of in your nature to do that because of that's what you do that's what you're used to on a daily basis is when that you, the like, Nika metagame? <laughs> <maybe>? to be <laughs> helpful and nice to help. people. Maybe. I don't know if that counts. Does that count? <laughs> I, I, she's, I think so. she's not even sure now. Now, now she's just questioning everything. <laughs> Before that, I was no, like, that's not meta. meta that's not meta. Now she's like, is it? Is it meta? I have no idea what's meta anymore. It's meta life. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's meta life. Well, I mean, that's true. I'm a teacher in real are life, these, too. I like to help people. I teach people for a living. So. Are these scissors meta? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Well, we got to talk about how we can utilize the scissors in an appropriate manner. <laughs> you shouldn't run with them, for example. <laughs> Good metagaming. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, we also have a new caller on the line. All we right. Akari Alasici of Goblin on the line. Wow, you smoked you butchered, that name. You butchered that. Wow. How what? do you know? That was... Uh, okay, well, let's ask them. Let's right, yes. Ask Carla, them. how do you say your name? Akari. Akari. Alkanashi. One more time. Alkanashi. Yeah, yeah, you, you slaughtered that, that, dude. There's no K in there at all. <laughs> no, dude, dude, th- that was like a Saruman champagne pronunciation of that. That was, That's that, was, that, was. that was brutal. That was brutal. Anyway, thank you for calling the show. Uh, what would you like to talk about? 
Hey, sorry. Oh, no, not th- I was saying thank you for calling the show. What do you want to talk about today? Well, when we were talking about Paladin earlier, it reminded me of one of my biggest fears for 14 that came out of my experiences in 11. Basically, the whole idea that if you're going to do some content, you have to be a specific job. But I, but is that concept really unfair, though? I, I think that as for anyone who's pushing a certain edge of this game that look, you know, like in 11, uh, I, I, I dealt with that a lot. Being a dark knight. I, I mean, say, come you, on, you, man. You should have like, I, some sympathy. Oh, yeah. These no, people. no, no. I had I had a lot of firsthand experience with it. And there was just some shit that I did not get to do. Sal- Still her. Sa- salvage. <laughs> salvage. Was I have a counter to that, though, you know, because. You know, I, I, I like the idea in certain games and like in 11 with, okay, you have to be versatile. You have to have different jobs to play different content. But when you look at 14, which has a token system where it folk, it forces you to focus on one job like ESO and the jobs you get, it's not even class specific. It's job specific. So like the paladin specific gear I'm getting with ESO, say I have to switch for a different raid. It completely screws you over. So when you have a game that relies on a system where you have to focus into one job, then they say, oh, but that one job isn't useful in end game raid. You're fucked. And yeah, I just but, don't but think the, that's fair. But the thing is, though, is that in 11, Dark Knights were never usable in Sal... Like, pretty much never usable in Salvage or, you know... Like, Anywhere. There were... Shut up. There were... <laughs> you know, like, He's there were some... There were some jobs that you just didn't take to shit. And you right, couldn't... And you went... Hang on, hang on. And you couldn't till the very end of that game, until they started, like, loosening the requirements and everyone could do everything, okay? So, given that, I don't think that that is what exists in this game i don't i i think right now paladins are uh you know are 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 undervalued because tight dps checks are what uh, you know are, are are what are ruling the day in terms of our end game raids but as soon as those restrictions start to ease as you know through gear or time levels whatever it is that they're not going to be completely viable or locked out of the system it's not forever it's for like three weeks and it's for progression groups and and it's it's just not it's not the exact same thing and also in 11, having one job and being forced to take up a whole another job is a huge undertaking. Huge undertaking. Compared to 14. Yeah. But not in terms of the gear when Especially there's weekly lockouts. When there's weekly lockouts, though. Like, yeah, I can level Warrior and Paladin, but it, my Warrior will still never be like, oh, I'll just play Warrior for some fights and Paladin for others because all of my tomes have been put into Paladin. So now if I switch to Warrior, I'm like weeks and weeks and weeks behind. That's only for ESOs, though. That's not for any of the uh, any of the gear that you're getting out of uh out of savage i mean well, like, for weapons too though the weapons are separate okay so. yeah no, that's fair that's and fair that's the weapons are separate. dps is your weapon um so yeah no 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 i i that's that's so, totally fair right but, so like it can't be like you know i've done one and two on paladin now i'm just gonna switch to warrior for three or something i can't i have to kind of now yeah, go back not, into alexander for warrior and build myself but it's not like again. there's absolutely no overlap there either right like there right, is i mean there's some yeah there is some and especially uh, you know like i think esos are a bit unique in the it, because they decided to put our to, our, our uh, job specific gear attached to tomes and they didn't I don't think they did that before yeah, see but when I look in 11 I feel like it was a lot easier for me to be like oh I'll play red mage for this fight and samurai for this one because I got all my gear from like dynamis you know and I could just choose especially with the way the systems worked I could like pay my points for my link shell and I could get that gear and I could gear up all my jobs simultaneously but when you have an ESO lockout system you just can't do that you know what though pray that you're not in a game like like world of warcraft 
Minecraft or Guild Wars 2 where you only get to be one job unless you make an entirely new That's fucking true. character. That's true. Yeah. I've always praised the Final Fantasy MMOs for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, there there are ways to balance against that that other games just completely did not address. I mean, WoW, like you said, just totally never even addressed that that as an issue. You just, fuck you, you have to start a new character. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and at least at least we've narrowed it down, you know, at least in, in, in some of our opinions to it. Not necessarily being a problem with Paladin itself, but with current um, um, raid design. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So does it, There's three points of view here, then. Like, it seems like one side wants to say that Paladin needs some adjustments. Other people are saying it's the game content. And then it might be me by myself saying that the rest of the group should figure out another way. I think and, they're all viable. Oh, I no, think they're all valid. Yeah. You, 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 you right. You Neither could, is right or wrong. Yeah. yeah, you could change raid design to fix it. You could change Paladin to fix it. Or she could sit down, you know, in theory craft with her group and find a way to fix Try it. Try different Absolutely. strategies. Right. Right. And, and, and the problem, and I think the problem with metagaming in general and like video game communities is that they everyone pigeonholes into one thing and that's what the whole fucking community runs into like yeah. that's what that's where everyone goes so you know yeah. somebody suggests somebody's the first one to suggest oh we need a nerf or maybe a community a community leader says oh we need a nerf that's the mentality of everyone whereas you know it, maybe in other games it's it's not quite like that i don't i can't think of an example but I feel like in MMORPGs, when somebody's the first one to say, hey, let's somebody they'll either pick the easiest route, which is saying nerf nerf content. Right. Or, right. Or, you know, that's just the most popular opinion, because that's just the easiest way to go. Yeah. The problem stems from when you do sit down and make new strategies and you, you know, your group adjusts around it. And yeah, maybe it's doable. But then you realize, oh, if we just had different jobs, it wouldn't have been this hard. Um, and I just feel like if that's the case, I like again, it's, it comes down to the just because something's not impossible doesn't mean it's really the best way you should be doing it. Right, right. So, and a, it might be the best way for your group specifically, because that's what you have. That's what your you're bringing, you know, that's what your party composition is. Right. So that's the fun. I think that's the fun of it. That's the fun of meta saying, you know, it's not going to work for everyone, but for your group, Nika, because you've got a paladin, get, get your, get your healers to, to manage their mana better so that they can do more damage. Get your bard to, you know, but it just seems like, I don't think any of the world first groups in a one Savage had a paladin, did they? And I feel I, like for our no. group, our group trying to progress I, I really don't want to say okay I'll just wait three weeks to be no, able you're to right. use a paladin go in there the next time you raid Nika and you just tell everybody else to get good <laughs> well no but but Nika the thing is though is that you switching to warrior is a great example of the metagame because you are making the adjustment Ooh, right, right, right. as the player the problem exists within the class which you're right we yes. only have we only have so much wiggle room we only there's only so much mathematically that we can do with sure. what we're given uh, uh you know in our skill set right yeah, i think you can you can number crunch all day and yeah maybe the healer can do a little bit more dps there but then if you would have had a warrior instead it still would have been a bigger dps boost than having you know the paladin pop sentinel on the healer. absolutely yeah. and, and 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 again I, I i think that your observation that there isn't enough of a trade-off to bring a paladin uh is is fair and apt you know what i mean like that that trade-off does not really exist and so i i think that that is a strong indication that there is a problem but we as a community should probably be considerate of what exists as an external problem and what exists as an internal problem and what we can do as players to get better individually that's what the whole get good thing is all about see you know we can throw shit around like get good and then you know spend uh two and a half hours unpacking the whole shit with uh you know with our buddy on a show like you know we don't just throw 
throw it out there haphazardly. We're actually taking the time to like a lot of this, I think, is is, you know, like uh, uh, the theory behind, you know, where we come from as a show and what we put out there into the community and the attitude that we have towards other players and and, and, you know, like the entire community as a whole. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. Nika, maybe you should try mm-hmm. just uh, tanking the whole A1 Savage fight in Sword Oath. <laughs> Have you tried that? <laughs> I've tried to go back and forth between the two, and it's no, very no, difficult. No, just you can't on. start out in Sword Oath, or you'll never keep hate. Uh, hello, hate. Ninja. Shade Walker, Shade Walk that. We shit. don't have a ninja in our group. So. Oh, shame oh my God! You see, you were losing. You're losing by one percent. If you had a ninja, you'd be winning by nine percent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Like, it's trick attack. Oh you're telling God. me the ninja can make up for as much damage as the dragons do when they top parsers? I don't think so. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh! Why is she even on this show? <laughs> so, so Kari, did uh, did did that seem to uh, uh, put any of your fears that uh, fourteen? could end up much like 11 and jobs go by the wayside left and right does that alleviate any of that oh yeah definitely like i mean the way the devs have been working i'm pretty certain we're not gonna have what happened to 11 happen in 14 but then of course there's always the players yeah. but again there's so much uh, not pigeonholing but our classes are so, so much more defined now mm-hmm. that it'd be a lot harder to make a job into something that's not like what happened with ninja in 11 exactly yeah and that's that's that rigidity that i think that that is that has been built into 14 where you know i mean the holy trinity is part of that but there is this very rigid structure where you know you're you you have a very clearly defined role within the group that you need to fill and there's really there's not there's not much wiggle room in terms of what the requirements are or what the expectations are of the group to be able to make the clear I'm going to be honest. I completely forgot that we had a caller and that he had even posed a question. <laughs> wow. I am terrible. so sorry, Carl. Terrible. Terrible. Bad. Uh, but, Kari, thank you very Kari. much. Kari, thank you very much for your call. Uh, greatly appreciate it. And uh, and thank you for adding to the metagame discussion. All right. Let's uh, let's kind of kind of uh, put an end cap on uh, on this discussion. And uh, and, 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 you know, where where do you guys see the metagaming evolving as games continue? continue to evolve and there become more communities around games because single players are becoming more online single player games are becoming more online experiences there are you know uh, as we had mentioned like things like tcgs and board games and things like that receive updates in version 2.0s and whatever over time so as we see things that continue to develop like this where does the metagame shift from here on out do we still continue to have the same role as only a, a, a critic or do, is there is there some way to bring the audience in as a part of that and not have this gap that exists between the metagame uh, between the developer and the and the and the player base Samus uh I think people need to shit post less so that <laughs> there's less filter. There's there's less stuff to filter for the developers to go through. They, you know, there's less garbage for them to go through. Yeah, things but, are taken more seriously. Well, you would they, I mean, imagine you know from their point of view how much how much bullshit they have to read through to to get through and and find something that that's worth actually taking into consideration. 
Right. Well, really, they can just bypass all that bullshit on the official forums and Facebook and stuff and just listen to uh, a podcast known as LBR <laughs> for the real truth. You know, Hashtag. I, I remember back when I was playing WoW and reading stuff on the forums and uh, one of the, the developers had actually admitted to a, a change that they ended up implementing. And there was one post that suggested it. Like, out of everything that they've ever talked to anyone or seen anybody, there was just one post that ever mentioned it among the sea of posts, you know, are all clamoring for something else. And they're like, that's all it took because it was a good idea. Yeah. That one thing, just one person affected the game more than, you know, 50,000 other people did. Right. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. So there you go. Uh, the the meta game of Final Fantasy fourteen is real. You guys are adding to it by doing things like participating in the show, participating on the official forums, Reddit, anywhere. Just that by exists. being you, Just, you are in the matrix. Yes, yeah, you are a part of the system. Uh, I think and, th- there's one more thing I want to add. It's just people might need to just you know take a hard look at themselves and change their attitudes towards gaming in general. Not just Final Fantasy fourteen, but gaming as a whole. Like don't be be reactive to it you know mm-hmm. adapt and change to the game don't force the you know let the creators let the v- developers do what they do which is develop the video game and and not demand so much of them don't demand changes don't demand nerfs so much until you you actually put in the time and 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 too know, many too many people call for nerfs without a, a proper explanation or understanding yes. of what they're asking yeah. for and, and samus Absolutely. how dare you this is Limit Break Radio, okay? A Nero we- delivers the motivational life lesson speeches here, not you. <laughs> <laughs> know your place. Jeez, fine. I'll just I'll just stick to making fun of people who suck at video games. I like Juxta. I don't suck. Yeah, but that's, suck. that's shooting fish in a barrel. You know, on the way here, we actually had a discussion. We were like, I'm no. bad at new games. <laughs> that's why I don't play them anymore. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, well, hey, that goes that goes back to a conversation we had on Final Encountercast, where just like the controller will be no longer a thing, and then we'll be like, I don't know how does it work. I don't understand. How do I jump? I walk in the other day. I'm like, what are you playing? XCOM. I'm like, oh, that new one. He's like, no, the one from '93. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. up to like 5 a.m. playing it. Oh my god, <laughs> the graphics were so terrible. What is wrong with you? It's really awful because the port like doesn't stretch the screen properly oh so like God. i'd move my mouse like an inch up and down it barely moves a centimeter but like just tap my mouse like to left or right and it goes across the screen i'm like come on really you're playing a broken game it's a <laughs> Stop. Get with it, bro. But it's fun. <laughs> oh How many God. colors does that game have? Does it even have a million colors? It has 256. Thank you very <laughs> do, much. Do you have to do you have to run do you have to run a fucking DOS emulator it, to it run does it? run a DOS box. <laughs> Are you shitting me? No. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Through Steam. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. DOS box. Wow. Oh my god. Let's you know what? Hey, let I've got an idea. Let's get him let's get him uh the very first Sam and Max game. Or Legends of Kyrandia. <laughs> Fucking what I, what fuck hey, there was a new King's Quest game that came out. Let's not get you the new King's Quest, let's get you the old one. Is it a fun? Fucking idiot. What the hell? No, I started playing all the old Star Wars games and those run on DOSBox too. <laughs> See? Thanks, Nika. I, just, I never played them as a kid and they're worth yeah. playing. Juxa, congrats. Nika's on your side. Hey, well, but you know what? I'm playing through Xenogears. I never played that as a kid. But you know what? I'm not fucking... I'm not playing it on my PS3. You know? Like, it's... It, you know what I mean? Like, it, that seems like a crime to me. 
put it up on a nice big TV screen. Why would you do that? It looks like dog balls. <laughs> yeah, it does look really bad on my PC. You, uh, it really does. I, it terri- ret- looks terrible. I'm a retro gamer. Stop shaming me. He's <laughs> playing it after it's cool. Wait. Get, get, get an NVIDIA shield or something. Like, God. Ugh. Emulate it. Put it on your phone. I'm sure it could run on your phone. I Ooh. bet you. I bet you a hundred dollars it could run on your phone. That'd be pretty sweet, actually. Hundred dollars uh, would buy him an emulator <laughs> a phone that would run it. Yeah, no shit. Uh, all right. So uh, again, Samus, thank you for joining us today and uh, talking about the meta game. Uh, I again, I think that that really maybe like only half of us knew uh, really. I still don't know what the fuck we're talking uh, about. Really, what we were gonna end up talking about today, and I was really interested when we were talking about Hearthstone and card games, and then we started talking. About 14 again i'm like oh man <laughs> oh f- about you would ccgs i mean i i thought about CCG- ccgs is actually really relevant because I, I used to play magic the gathering so i mean that's where i think metagame is really prevalent when you have a whole bunch of decks that are popular at one point and then all of a sudden they drop off the face of the earth because other people figure out ways around it well I yeah mean, i mean face hunter is strong all the time but then people just start throwing more taunts in their deck and then what can face hunter do against a 2-8 taunt i mean come on am i right guys that is metagame. That qualifies as metagame. I have no idea what you just said, but it qualifies as metagame. <laughs> Card game. Anyway, all right. Yeah. So, uh, again, Samus, thank you so much for uh, for hanging out and uh, and doing the show today. And uh, let's talk oh, about really quick, emails. Samus, what? from the bottom of my heart, it was really, really fun having you on the show, but I like Joe Never way more. <laughs> Ow. Wow. I'll bench for... Wow. Why do you have to compare them like that? Damn, dude. That's, I'm that's just, cold. I'm that's just, some, wow. That's I just... I shit. felt... Well, I, I just... I, I didn't want to lie. I wanted to be honest and open with my feelings. Like You that, can hold You can hold some stuff no, back, No, you know? the alpha male experience is about uh, communication. Yeah. We're communicating. This, I don't this, get it. This and might, also embracing feedback as yeah, well. And He and might strive to be better now. No, I won't. You're entitled to your opinion, but no, you're wrong. I, it's fine. I think I'll I'll throw my towel into Samus's court. I I'm voting for the birthday boy here. Happy birthday! Is Samus. it Samus's birthday? It is. Oh fuck! Do you have no. a birthday drop? No. I feel oh. like like we. Why did we not know about this? Okay, 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 I gotta explain this every time it comes up. But here here's how it goes. In my channel Twitch.tv/EvolveMail. Yeah. Whoa, anytime whoa, whoa. I stream, anytime I stream, people think it's my birthday. So. I don't know what I don't know who started it or how it started. Just every time I stream, people wish me happy birthday, and it got to a point when I was telling people it's it's not my birthday today, and then like yeah yeah it is it's you're you're streaming today so it's your birthday. So I was like, all right, well I'll just run with it. And so now it's anytime I'm live on Twitch now. I, I used to say it's anytime I'm streaming, but I guess now since I'm I'm guest on on your show, I guess it's anytime that I'm on Twitch, it's my birthday technically. So so you lied to us just now. It's not actually your birthday. I didn't lie to you, the channel. The world Matt, did. You know what? This is why Joe's better than you. you know, are. Hey, hey, Joe you know, would never lie about his birthday. H- happy birthday, Samus. Thank you. You guys want to sing it? Not if it's not his real birthday. No, no, no. Come on. Come on. Sing it. I, no, I'm, on, going, no. I'm going to stand here defiant. No, no, we no, can no, no, sing no. next week to Sirin because next week will be Sirin. No, no. no let's, let's, uh, whatever. Just, yeah, yeah, I'm going to sing. Right, come on. Come on. Come on. We can get a, we can get don't a good. Don't be shitty. Don't be shitty. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we can we can get a good chorus of this going on. Ready? I'm not going to enjoy Wait, how, it. I don't, is there Ready? a delay over Skype or is this going to sound really stupid? This is going to sound terrible. It's going to sound terrible. But it's fine. Every rendition of Happy Birthday sounds terrible. Okay. we We need to harmonize first. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, right there. Good, good, good. Okay, ready? ready? Wait, 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 wait. I forgot. 
the the copyrights exist to the song. We can't we can't perform it. Is that for real? I don't real? think, yeah, I don't think Happy Birthday has a. No, yeah, it no, does. no. Oh, yeah. Happy Birthday is absolutely copyrighted, and that's right. why that's you why the stupid restaurants have to have different Happy Birthday songs. Yes, it is. By <laughs> who? Who the hell? Who the fuck copied Happy Birthday? birthday? I don't know. I can't remember. I used to know the story, but I don't. I, I actually learned about that in my media law class in college. What bullshit. Uh, I know. Okay, well, we can all do our own rendition of Happy Birthday. So. We can. Okay. That's true. Okay, so on the count of three, sing Happy Birthday in your own rendition to Samus. Okay. Well, wait, wait, wait. Uh, individually or yeah, at yeah. the same time? At the same time. Everybody oh, does oh, their own individual okay, at the fine. same time. So right, it sounds yeah. terrible. Okay, fine. So it's just going to be a cacophony then. Yeah. All right, ready? <laughs> like, is that the thing like pharaohs are in? No. <laughs> That's a sarcophagus, you idiot. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, one, one two, three. three. Happy, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy, happy birthday. It's your birthday, Samus. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thomas. You're dumb. That's awesome. There we go. <laughs> okay, that's Limit Break that's Radio's awesome. version my, of Happy Birthday. Yeah. That's my new ringtone now. <laughs> or, or maybe that'll be my new follower message. That was pretty awesome in a horrifying way, but thank you guys. That's just make, just make sure you have my edition at the end of your dumb there, okay? <laughs> thank you guys. It was it was beautiful. It's like a trailer park Easter. <laughs> what that means <laughs> i feel like i feel like it fit though it, does, it, 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 it definitely does it worked somehow do we have emails today yes let's read yeah. some emails who wants to read the first email I'll here take the first yeah one. you take the first one all right hey guys my name is tahorian margrace of phoenix server and i'd like your thoughts on whether you think we'll ever be able to queue for multiple duties as multiple classes i have no idea if it's even possible but trying to level dps classes to 60 well the struggle is most definitely real since the 2.0 beta, I've put in over just 1,000 hours into this game, but over the past year, real-life work has been piling up, and it's getting difficult to level my classes to 60 since I finished the 3.0 story with my main, Dick Ninja. <laughs> anyway, I'd never emailed you folks before, but I thought uh, before, but I've been a big fan of your guys' show since I found you when your show when you launched just after 2.0. Thanks for all the hard work you put into the show. I look forward to the next episode. Tori and Margrace of Phoenix. P.S. Can't wait for the Dern EU data center. Reduce that mudra lag, please. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, for her. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, I think the idea is cool, but I think what you would end up running into is uh, the only the only time that I really see that being being relevant is if you PvP as a different class than you main as. Or if you obviously you're, you're going to like, let's say you're doing your ESO roulette for the day, right? But you also want to level, right? Depending on what you're leveling, like if you queue, let's say as a healer for ESO and you want to level your dragoon, I'm sorry, you are never going to get that dragoon you know, into a duty before <laughs> your healers need it. You know what would be nice though? I think I think a cool feature um, that they that they could add is you know you queue as whatever job you end up wanting to queue as, and then you can switch and do other things. And if you're queuing for something that has an extra long wait time. And then you get stuck in like a fate or something and you can't change your job. It, you should just be able to hit the accept button and it takes you into the into without the, changing. And it changes your job. you for the, you. Yeah, yeah, into the I blackness. Agree. And then once you're into the dungeon or or the instance, whatever, it just sort of changes you automatically. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I mean, I don't know what, what would be involved on a dev- 
you know, system side in a development like that. But it seems like that would be a really helpful feature. But in terms of like queuing up as multiple jobs for stuff, I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I, I feel like that would get really kind of complicated. Um, but you know, there uh, there is stuff about the duty finder queuing that they can get better, like uh, being able to queue with having a a pet your chocobo out. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's that's something that a lot of people harp on them for all the time. Uh, so uh, yeah, Juxta, you have any thoughts? No, no. Those I, are just those are just like quality. You looked of life like you were ready to say something. But. Well, I they are, but they're big, big important quality of life things. It, yeah, the, the, it's quality of life, but I think the implementation is way more difficult than we. I think so. Yeah, oh, probably. I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, we don't care now. I was going to say, as a punishment <laughs> for uh, joining as the wrong class, you should enter the dungeon naked. <laughs> Good addition. Thank wow. you. Thanks. But then you know. Then while you wait, you can just change your gear. It's not. Oh yeah. Oh how how embarrassing! I was fate grinding while waiting for a forty-five minute queue pop. Oh no! Look at me without my clothes on. Scandalous, slut. Anyway, thank you very much, uh, Torhern, uh, for that email. And we also have probably our last caller of the night. We have Saskiot, good friend. Hey, what's up, Saskiot? How's it going, man? Hey guys, it's been a while. Yeah, I know, right, man? Not long enough. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, what? Sass, man, how you doing? Oh, pretty good here. Uh, just hanging out in the studio with you guys. Right on. Anything to add to our metagame discussion here today? Oh god, there's so much. Uh, first of all, where's the crafter endgame? Because scripts ain't gonna do it. Oh, oh there's crafting gosh. in this game? I forgot. Uh, did they add that? Did they not give you enough? Must you suck out more of our PvE development time, you leeches? <laughs> hey, that could be hey, PvP hey. stuff. That's that's how I make my million a day here. That's <laughs> Listen to this guy. Wow. Oh, a oh, million a day. Oh, honey. Oh, oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. You're cute. You <laughs> act like you were in your own guild. Shut up. <laughs> well, I don't have someone feeding me money all the time. I have to go right. out there and get everything and make it myself. I know, I know, it's but so it's so it's just so funny because like it's like it's like a million an hour for her. Okay, but I, but really, the way she makes it doesn't she make it through crafting and things like that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, crafting. Hmm, what you're completely dissing on right now no, is actually no, what I'm, gets you money. I'm dissing on the fact that he only makes a million a day. Well, I, well, or, well, or it's a million per retainer. But I didn't want to brag. Or just like I'm not really sure how to form a talk show around the concept of crafting and gathering. Want to know why? Sure. It's dumb because it's boring. The only thing crafting is good for is a friend to give me money. <laughs> Very true. And fixing your equipment. Got to be able to fix your equipment. Well, yeah. all right, they, all right. They make that come on, mainstream. come on, come all right, on. That, all right, we think, will have a show where we spend five minutes explaining how if you level a crafting job, you can repair your own equipment for double a. Oh, we just oh, did. Oh, the show. Good there, job. Crafting hey, show. Hey. There we go. Hey, no, but but seriously, I think that that's that's like an expectation that that should everyone should be able to at least fix their gear. Right? If a Nero yeah. can do it, if I can do it, if I can put you, enough. You time only to have it. to have the classes to fifty to repair sixty gear. Yeah, it's just just get, just get your rich beneficiary friend to make you high quality versions of the turn-ins that you use for the leave quest. And no, done in no, fuck time. that. Just ah. play for a while. You'll get enough money as soon as you got like a mil and a half. Like, just start buying stuff off the auction house. It's really... It's 50 so to 60 easy. is not that easy to do that, though. Yeah, it's no, lot, 50 It's to, a lot more yeah. expensive nowadays. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's uh, true. It's so they easy actually, to they, they, Back to what he was saying. They make crafting a lot stuff. harder. The scripts are really annoying together, and it's, everything is 10 times more expensive. So crafting is a lot less... 
you know, you, you, no one wanted to craft in the first place, and now literally no one wants to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's and I feel like they had the wrong idea. Where they, I I feel like initially they wanted to make it more accessible, and then all they did was make it yeah. harder. Yeah, uh, Nika, please save it for the crafting show. How was that supposed to make it more accessible exactly? They, yeah, they didn't. They like changed their mind and decided crafting is for the exclusive high. No, yeah, I, I, I think I think what the idea was was by by making you focus on a specific craft you know to specialize in it and you take so long to get all the quote-unquote af gear that you wouldn't have a few people monopolizing everything and so well let's say sass you know no is no longer monopolizing everything he has to focus on carpenter and goldsmith now somebody else actually has room to fill those other spots but you're right as a result people are just like holy shit yeah like i leveled that. weaver into 60 and now i never want to touch any other crafts ever again it was so miserable an experience so yeah, like that's yeah. how stupid it is right now but you know you guys know that there are players out there that's that only do crafting. Like yeah, oh, yeah. Game. Yeah. That's oh, their game. Yeah. Oh, we have a very, very long segment dedicated just to them. Lick, lick, lick my balls. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh. Uh, yeah, there you go. Well, but that's yeah. the thing is I, I understand that, that it's a big part of this game for some people. It's just I... I it's a very small portion of the population. And I, now it's even smaller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, mostly it just gives me something to do helps me keep my sanity in some days well hey look man i'm sitting at 250 esos right now i am not hurting for things to do trust me yeah. that's how many i have uh, none no 250 oh you oh really so I probably have less. oh that's weird how do how do we both i don't know if it's exact i'm just saying it's around i'm no, like okay. i'm like halfway ish yeah yeah, yeah. my it, things to well, do consist of metal gear so well that, that is taken up yeah other things metal gear. To add into the discussion metal gear. okay all right um, this actually happened while I was listening to the show. Okay. Um, I ended up going in a fractal, and a summoner was yelling at me for not using Firestarter every five seconds. Mm. So, Wait, isn't Firestarter the proc that gives yeah, you the that's, that's random. It randomly pops up. But he's telling me that a good black mage can have it pop up every five seconds. Well, why aren't you so good? Get good at RNG, bro. Apparently, yeah. you're the RNG Jesus. Uh, yeah, that thing. G Jesus. R and Jesus. R and Jesus. Yeah, Nikki fucked Jesus. it up. Yeah. I did. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, it was it was a very very weird run, and we get we get to the boss. Uh huh. And the tank dies, but I get kicked. Well, you should have saved him. You should have used apocastasis <laughs> or use your fire starter proc to keep him up. Yeah, exactly. Because that can heal things. Uh, Wait, did you did you manipulate his ether at any point? That's what I should have done. There's your problem. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, we yep. figured it out. You're we figured bit, it yeah. out. We See, fixed. You're a bad. Yeah, so apparently, I, apparently it's my fault the tank died. Yeah, go back to crafting. Well, so people are dumb, man. I get thrown into retarded duties all the time. Me too. I mean, every time I party with a Nero, it's like, for real? Yeah. I can't help but there's some like there's metagame there because oh back uh, to the metagame come on, come on. No, this this is this is something that I take you know I take this very seriously because I think when whenever something weird like that happens in the game I'm always thinking to myself like what the fuck just happened and I try to play it backwards and try to figure out did I do something wrong or you know did did Saskia do something wrong could he have done something better like seriously not stupid shit that you guys were suggesting yeah. like could is there any other thing that he could have done better well the, and I, I, at, I, I, oh go on, sorry go on yeah and at the end of the day if i come to the conclusion 
where I, I can say, you know what? I did the best I could. I, I really did everything I could. Yeah. And, and, uh, I'm okay. Just walking away with it, with the conclusion that these guys are fucking idiots. Like the, the, the group that Saskia was with, these guys were all idiots uh, in the same mentality. And like, I'm okay with that. But I think a lot of people have trouble letting go of that. Oh, absolutely. and, and, and that's where, you know, that's where I think it, you, you figure out how to handle yourself and that's not within the game. Well, that's ego, really out. Ego plays a big part in this, you know, the like very first dungeon I ever did in FF 14 with a Nero wanderers pass with that Dick black mage. Oh like, yeah. Like it was fresh, I do. fresh 50. First time I was even trying like, like my dungeon rotation. So right. of course I fucking sucked. Right. Right, and he and just he sat was, there, and, and he just was a fucking asshole oh, about yeah. it. And even though I knew I sucked, and like, there's a reason I have no gear, and I I need to practice. Yeah, I still fe- felt terrible about it, and didn't do dungeons the rest of the week. And you know, and, and you know, especially with dungeons, if if you've got one mouthy asshole in there, they've really only got to convince two other, you know, two other people to want to boot you. Yeah. you know what I mean. And, like it's and, not hard to convince stupid people to agree with you. Right. I mean, the, yep. there there was a time when Juxta was kicked by one of his own friends. <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote. Whoa, friends. Whoa, I wouldn't call him a friend. Anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Saskio, yeah, that sucks, man. And uh, I know that we've all we've all got stories like that. Uh, it's it's rough, and uh, y- you know, I I, I mean, I, it's. I feel for people when they go through stuff like that because, yeah. like, if they really didn't do anything wrong, like, even if 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 Saskia was like would respond with something like, "Hey, what am I doing wrong? Why don't you tell me what I'm doing wrong and right. see if they actually have a legit answer besides get better at RNG." Dude, I mean, there are just some people who want to bitch about stuff. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. You know what I'd like to know? How did that, like, like, what experience or what information did that person see or or, or, or was given to where they yeah. did Firestarter, like, like, like who told <laughs> them, yeah, you can make Firestarter proc more? Right. Yeah, they probably have just seen it pop up on people's, like, bars and just thought it was an ability. You like, could... what the fuck? Yeah, well, but, 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 but when people say things with total confidence like that, well, good black mages can make Firestarter pop up every five seconds. Seconds, like, yeah, where did you, you get that information that, from? Th- well, but what it sounds like is I've done a whole lot of research on this and I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Link me when, to sources. When most times, when most times, what it is is someone talking out their ass and and parroting something that somebody else told them. And that and, and that is the worst, most egregious case of that shit. That, that shit is just, you know, if you, it, and uh, you can't really identify it when it happens, but if you're a perpetrator of that shit, you know, you know what you're doing and you're a fucking asshole and that's and that's just that's the honest truth about it you're a dick and you know you're being a dick and you probably feel bad about it later no i don't think they do I, I, I only know, if I you're, don't. Nah, that you don't feel bad if you're a sociopath so Anyway, Sass, thanks for the call. Uh, We're going to have to move on and uh, read a couple of more emails. We have to cut off the last email or two. I know. That's the the thing. We have to to get through all of these emails today. So, uh, Nika, why don't uh, don't you take the next one here? Sure. All right. It says, hello, LBR. Love the show. This podcast is one of the few that I found that is funny, loud, and is actually informative of the topic without just reading patch notes. I love that loud is a good point that I'm putting out there. Keep up the amazing work. (laughs) But 
to the point of the email, I was thinking, do you guys ever feel like the character NPCs don't have much personality? I mean, with most characters feel just plain bland and we barely, if ever, get any backstory on them to connect with. I worry at the fact whenever I ask someone who their favorite character is, excluding the Warrior of Light, they go on a blank or go for the obvious and say Harsh even though, or even had some people say, what is what is there to build a favorite upon? The only character everyone likes now is Hearts and Farts, and everyone only likes him because, spoiler alert, he sacrifices himself for you before the- he died. Before he died, no one gave two shits about him. My question is to you, LBR, is do you feel the way the characters are presented now is fine, or do you think there can be more improvement? Kuru Palazzo from Melboro. Great email, and I, I gotta, I, I, I so agree that Hearts and Farts at this point is like the Kurt Cobain of Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. The only reason, the only reason anyone gives a shit about him is because he's dead. If he had continued on to write Christmas albums and do a song with Christina Aguilera, then hey, people. Hey. People would have gone, why didn't this guy shoot himself at 27? Excuse me. Hearts wow. and farts lives matter. <laughs> uh, okay. I think, That's going to end I up think, on Twitter. Ella's in lives matter, right? Like, oh, boy. No, they don't. No. There's, there's, actually a, a, there's actually a femoral out here called femoral lives matter. Oh, this. that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> in the studio. All right. First I of it. all, I think that, that, that the character development has gotten a lot better from, from 2.0 or... In 3.0 from 2.0. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Like, like, and, and, and there's not enough there for us to really yet develop a connection with them. But I think if you look at how, how connected you were to, let's say, the science, since they were the most prevalent NPCs in 2.0, right? Right. And how connected you are to characters just now, just in 3.0, like, it, for me, it's about the same, if not more. And it's just, you know, the beginning as opposed to the entire expansion yeah. from 2.0. Like, I what think- I feel for um, for Yishtola right now, Yishtola's a fucking badass, right? And sure, it's sort of built on from 2.0 into 3.0, but she is by far my, my, my favorite of the Scions, right? And, yeah. and or, or take fucking Matoya. Matoya was awesome, dude. Sure. And I think they awesome. realized that. I think they realized that the Scions were supposed to be at this big central point and then there was nothing there. So mm-hmm. I think by, by quote unquote killing them off, they've kind of opened this opportunity. You know, we got Yishtola They're now reborn. And, and now we had a whole series of backstory to Yishtola. Right. So imagine if like the next one we get back is like Papalimo. I would assume that we would have this whole series of backquests yep. about Papalimo, well, right? And, and so they kind of have this opportunity now to build that for us. And thematically that fits in with the entire Final Fantasy franchise because there is always a point at an almost every single Final Fantasy game where you are separated from the entirety of your party or a portion of your party where some of the you know some of the characters that you've been leveling up and and also developing a uh, a narrative bond with uh, are are removed from you and either you know you've got your main you've either got your main character that you're controlling and he's solo or whatever it is like thematically having the party split apart is a huge part of Final Fantasy going way way back in this series' history and you can't really do that with the party makeup right because then it ceases right, being an, true. it ceases being an MMO so it's sort of filling that function and 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 spreading that that the the your party apart so that you can find them again later and that's I mean you know like I've never th- I've never looked at it that way before. and and I and and, and yeah, that when, makes so much sense when you look at it like that i think it does sort of fit in with the whole kind of 
idea of what Final Fantasy puts forward in terms of a narrative where friendship is really at the heart of it, where, um, you know, togetherness and relying on your friends and, uh, you know, your party, like a big part of that is becoming separated from them and learning to rely on yourself for even just a portion of the game. Right. I think that that is this this portion <clears throat> of Final Fantasy 14's narrative mm-hmm. and that, you know, I, I know that we've given a lot of lip service to, oh, I hope they're dead. I hope they're alive or whatever. But I do think that that's that's the role that this part of the narrative is is really serving. Yeah, and, and I think the other thing that sort of drives home the fact that that their their character building in 2.0 is getting better and that we have to wait longer yes. to, to see it really pay off is there are still a lot of characters that we want to see more of. Right. Such as the the, the mongrel. Yeah. But there just hasn't been enough time there yet. just hasn't been enough yes. time yeah absolutely and and you know there's some um, there there's that i i really one of the things that i become a stickler about in terms of character development is when the character is no longer on screen can i imagine them doing something else like what are they like when they're not immediately in front of me and interacting with my character do these characters have an actual like really tangible life outside of this and i think that i think that that is uh very crucial to being able to grow a character where yeah you, you know you you uh, you have your interaction with them and then it's not like like uh, for a lot of the science I felt like oh you know when I'm not interacting or I'm not around they're just standing around the waking sands just like fucking I don't know what they're doing and, they're just not uh, no, doing anything that is 100% true because you know who out of all the science who was who, who was probably the most beloved one Tataru. Yeah. And even though we made fun of those stupid little fetch quests in between, the fact that she was out there, you know, trying to be like a fucking summoner or whatnot and failing or trying to be a miner and failing, she was actually like out doing shit. Yeah. Yeah. I know what uh, my wife who was doing. Uh, she's at her desk uh, doodling pictures of me while I'm out saving the world. Well, yeah. Like, that's a great quote. When you're not when you're not talking to Minfilia, what the fuck is Minfilia doing? I always doing? figured Minfilia fulfilled the role of like the tactician and the like, person who was kind of creating all the strategies. And in every Every game you always have that person but 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 you know she's what i mean like she's not he says <laughs> no but because like, i feel like that's why she never fights she's like the leader who sits there and devises the strategies just because we that's don't why see i can't her trust her opinion stuff. because i've never seen her fight i think that when we get minfilia back that she's gonna come in with this like new you know she's gonna have a whole new outfit like all the scions and she's gonna like do this whole like cool badass inference where she actually does something i hope so because i think square enix knows that everyone like makes that would give her more credibility yeah that would give her more credibility she's like i've had this time away from all of you scions and i have refound myself and now i'm a badass yeah but (laughs) but she has no like no purpose she just gives orders and then sits back down at her desk like what does she sit there at her desk and read some Read some dossiers and maybe she, she does. And, you know, she's like she she, she, she gets charts up, the Axian's movements and she, she what she gets up and goes and makes a pot of coffee, sits back down. <laughs> no, Tataru makes then, the coffee. Oh, oh, so the Tataru brings in the coffee, but like you know, twenty minutes after reading the dossier, she's like, oh, I got to take a crap now. You know, like she's what? writing fan fiction about me. Oh my god! Like it just it just seems like you know what I mean. Like when when she she's not interacting with anyone, it just seems like she's you know just like sitting there at her desk, not doing anything. I I, I don't know. I just that's that's a really big deal in terms of character development for me. Uh, that uh, uh, for me. It helps when when they when I know that they're someplace like like yeah. like for you you said you know they're just doing in the some shit yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but for example I like the the idea that Sid and Biggs and Wedge are in that that like little building behind Slathborn you know when we we're back in Mordona like they're in there doing something so if I think right. about it, like 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 I imagine you know the two it like you know two of them are working and Wedge fucking drops something and it, you know 
hits Biggs on the head and they start bickering and then Sid has to come over and like break the two of them up. You know, like like that. I don't I see I like I like the idea of like player created stuff like like uh the Twitter account Drunk Menphilia where you know like like in <laughs> I've bet- never seen that. Oh it's 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 it is hysterical. It's That's so awesome. funny. It's so funny. But like it it, it actually it kind of gives like an added an added depth to the character if you start thinking about it as like as you know the actual Menphilia character and it's just like like little touches like that I you know are, are kind of absent from games like this and I, I I get it that there's you know like that's like sort of like gritty reality sort of thing and not every character has to be complete with flaws and everything but Square Enix has this tendency to make very you know like one or two dimensional characters that you when know it comes to their MMOs uh, yeah. well, uh, and, and in other games too well, sure, I mean sure. uh, you know I think I, I think that that's a criticism that I've long held uh, against Square Enix because I, I, I think that anime does that too that anime gives you know their characters one or two dimensions and then beyond no. that and then beyond that they it, it that's that's like their role in term in they, the narrative they need more hard-ass swearing characters like sid from ff7 you sit down and drink your goddamn tea god damn it anyway all right uh so thank you kuru for the email uh very interesting discussion to be had there um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think in general they're getting better at it, and it, 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 obvious. And we've said this before; we've said this a lot in terms of the narrative power of Final Fantasy XIV. There is no other MMO that could even come close to holding to to, to holding it to to that uh, standard. But Minecraft has story mode now, so watch out. Uh, all right, uh, this is a short one. Have Juxta. Yeah, Juxta, you take this next email. Hey, Limit Break Radio. It is BB Nasu. Tata Nasu from Ultros. I wrote Ultros in Ultros being well represented this yeah, week. Yeah, I wrote in about changing to a higher last week. Well, I changed back to a Lalafel last year. Last year, and well, I changed back to a Lalafel a week after, and realized how much I love the little people. Little Carlo, do you share that sentiment? I mean, you've been playing a little person for a while. Can you um, can you understand I, why I, you would I, love I, it? I don't know if you've noticed this, but I'm actually taller than most Lalafel because <laughs> I I have I have Elizin blood in me. So, oh, I see. Wow. I'm I'm an, I'm an LFL. Anyway, on to my email so I don't get a a drop or a degrading comments said. Uh the duty- degrading comment. <laughs> <laughs> the duty finder issues regarding trials, dungeons, PVP, etc. Uh, could be fixed two ways. Number 1. Allow us to have companions out while queuing. Yeah, I think we had just mentioned that. Get good Square Enix. And number 2. Allow us to queue for whatever we want. Instead of choosing one type of roulette or dungeon or PvP type, allow us to queue for multiple things at once. Oh, okay. I, I guess I could kind of get that. It does. It is. It yeah, is. You a, can't queue for trial and low level roulette at once. Yeah. Yeah. If you try to queue for a, uh, for a roulette, then that's all you get to queue for. I, yeah. I, I mean, I get I get putting a cap of five on there. I think that that's totally fair. But I, it would be it would be nice if you got to choose. Or you like, know, multiple just categories. just letting us queue for whatever roulette we want with friends. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, that too. Uh, BB Nasu Tata Narsu signing off. Signing out. Number six is awesome. He doesn't get enough praise. Yeah, well, he's not here, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, he gets too much praise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anero's turn. All right. Uh, hello, LBR hosts and number six. Uh, question. I remember from a couple of weeks back, Anero mentioned he didn't get the Heavensward banner flag from GameStop, but got a cutout. This will not do. I'm going to burn it. I'm... <laughs> I man, <laughs> excuse me. I managed to get a couple extra when I picked up Heaven's Word. 
And I've been uh, sending them to friends and FC mates within the U.S. And I have one left and would offer it to you and your studio. Oh, that's very nice. Uh, Since I never have the money to become a Patreon supporter, I figure that this is the least I could do. Uh, My first time watching you guys was the Salted Earth episode. I'm sorry. And my my first impression of you guys was, my God, what elitist pricks. They need to pull the stick out of their asses. But you guys made me laugh. And even when we don't... Uh, even when we don't agree and so I stayed a fan and by the way uh, you need cool. more episodes as fun as the salted earth episode <laughs> uh, email me back when you guys want the uh, last banner flag I definitely will email you back Half very, since he didn't include his name it's very 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 kind of you and uh, PS someone said uh, someone should make a, a Rob from New York fan club best part of your show when he calls also Kahlo should be in charge since he's the funniest <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Uh, how about what? that? Mm, how that's the that funniest. The funniest? Yeah. You keep okay. using that word, but I'm not convinced you know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take this next one. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, paladin yeah, yeah, this is very this is very paladin heavy. Uh, Nika, how you about you? Skip it. Do Unless you want me to do no, my Nika no, impression. No, that's I have okay. A Nika impre- have you ever heard my Nika impression, Nika? I don't know if I want to. <gasps> I kind of do. I want to hear it. Let's I've, hear it. I've done it a few times. Let's hear it. Okay. All right. I'm going to be Nika for a minute, Kate. Okay. okay. All right. Look, guys, okay, it's just in progression rating, Paladin needs to be as viable as the other jobs because I don't want to have to level Warrior just to help out my group, and I feel like they're like I'm letting them down. And then a Nero, well, uh, Nika, why don't you just get good? Because the problem isn't that I'm not good, okay? It's just that Paladin doesn't have the same DPS as what a warrior does, and it's just not fair. That's my Nika impression. That's your Nika impression? I thought it was going to come with a voice or something. Yeah, and it's just yeah, yeah, kind of no, boo. Yeah, a little voice. It was, it was okay. Uh, I did the best one on, I forget what episode it was, but uh, yeah, it was about Nika being elitist. And that was See, I, well, I, I I don't know. I mean, I thought the, the, the femro pipes would play in there somehow, and it would be more along <laughs> the lines of, come on, guys, it's not fair. Paladin is just See, as viable. No, yeah, my femro does not sound like I could have went that route, but I feel like that's just the, the voice that we do just for dumb people in general and i wanted to capture so like that 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 feminine nika that just sounds like oh you know i'm all airheady and blah, this blah, place blah, blah, is blah. boring <laughs> wow yeah airheady wow oh, did i use that word yeah you did oh you said that out loud whoops it, nice job <laughs> she's like i don't know how to respond to that <laughs> i will just read this email then <laughs> sounds good okay okay sounds good it, it's that <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it says, hey, LBR gang, I hate See? to be. She sounds just like. <laughs> I hate to be that guy, but there are a few misconceptions being tossed around in past episodes that I want to call attention to. It's not a big deal on the whole, but it wrestles my jimmies to see misinformation paired in. Oh, okay, no. You know. Oh, no. He Look says, out. I was a paladin main through to T13 and transitioned to Dark Knight main in 3.0. Not because it's better, even though it is, but because it's more fun. I can relate to the paladin struggle. Number one, paladin's position as the defensive tank. Like a caller mentioned, it isn't. At least not in an overwhelmingly outstanding way. Dark Knight basically has the same core toolkit of Rampart and not Sentinel. The shield is basically meaningless because, as many know, the tank and heal meta is about surviving those big burst attacks. The shield mitigation, on average, is not insignificant, but doesn't matter for the moments that really count. 
preempting a quote but it makes life harder on the healers quote you make healers less able to dps or anything like that no it doesn't work like that that's a bad healer mentality I like you. There are a number of ways this could be tweaked. Without going into too much of a wish list rant, you could overhaul Shield Oath to grant a stack of some buff for every shield block or a certain threshold of damage getting hit, etc. Then overhaul relatively useless skills like Shield Swipe or Cover or augment other skills like Fight or Flight with the stacks you gain. For example, make Cover give you damage reduction innately and added damage reflection effect like vengeance even though you're not actually taking the cover damage for someone or make cover into like an inverse trick attack buff one person's damage for the duration if paladin is going to be relegated to the weak or safe tank give it utility instead clemency and divine veil are such a huge waste of potential i agree also make sword oath not mutually exclusive so it works like grit with dark side yeah that i I, that would be nice i think yes i think that that would be a big help and and Mm, and and it's one of those things that that other tanks have been given the functionality of that paladin has just not it's because Paladin has nothing like that. It's because Sword Oath is literally only enhances your auto attack. So it's like right. that should be something that goes along with Shield Oath or just changed altogether. Now, I like having Dark Knight's uh, Grit and uh, whatever Dark Side be stackable because that gives them like a little uniqueness. So I yeah, think, but Sword Oath blows. So you well, yeah, to- Sword of blows. So it's just well, it yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know that it needs to be made exactly like Grit. You know, Grit and Dark Side. Uh, but you know, something with. Uh, you know something with it that would be able to I don't you know like either pump out more DPS or be more definitively defensive. I feel like his next point talks on sort of. Yeah, I feel like the fact that they went as far like for Ninja to to change Hutan, which was a boring ability, it's yeah. necessary but it's boring. So they made it you know better that they should be able to do the same thing with something like Shield. Absolutely, yeah. Let's see. He says number two, sort of. Uh, specifically, everyone in the room talked about it like it was weak or that's all it does. You have to realize that a 50 potency hit added to every auto attack is not insignificant. Okay. Paladin auto attack speed is even faster than the three second server ticks, so it actually ticks faster than any other DOT. And it is always on in theory. The problem is that you can only use this in the off tank role effectively because it murders your hate output, which is one of Paladin's other issues. Warrior and Dark Knight can out... Uh, put out a huge spike of hate and then go face roll, but Paladin can't do this easily and is often stuck spamming Haloni if trying to hold hate on Sword Oath. That's a good point. Yes, which again goes to be a utility problem I mentioned earlier. Just without going on that tirade again, wanted to point out that Sword Oath is not as bad as it looks. Yeah, okay. But it's also but it's also not as usable as other offensive abilities that tanks have. And it's really boring. Okay, that's fair too. Yeah. Okay, number three. He says, morale and PvP. Well, okay. (laughs) I think it was probably just because your episode was more aimed at new people getting into PvP, but I found it a bit disappointing that Joe did not clarify what morale actually does on the show and that it does work in Frontline, albeit not in a way a lot of people care about, and this is very heavily in the realm of, really, you felt this had to be said? I don't think it does work in frontline, but I don't, it, it does not. It does not he, work in frontline. Well, he says this. Let's see. So every piece of gear has some main stat, some vit on the left side, and two secondary stats. One of these is capped, and the other is about two thirds capped. What morale does is get you that second secondary stat up to capped value. Um, an arbitrary example with numbers for bards: say body A has fifty crit, forty skill speed at I one eighty, but uh, B is seventy crit, sixty skill speed at I two ten. When did we start going to school? 
Body C has 50 crit 40 skill speed and I won 80 but has morale plus 30. Which one will reach Ishgard first? Yeah, says, Hurry up, you number crunching crumb nuncher! <laughs> uh, because, so because Steel Rock gets capped at 180, the 210 piece gets synced, but sync in this case just means capped, not scaled down, so you get 50 crit but also 50 speed. Okay, so he's basically saying that the morale gets that secondary stat up, whereas, you know, if when it's capped, morale still increases secondary Yeah, but stat. I don't think that it actually actually makes a difference in frontline and if I, don't, do, I, I think it flat out said that it doesn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they said that morale has no effect in frontline. Yeah, I, that's that's that's. Pre- I'm pretty sure that that they did state that uh, outright. Uh, the second part of that is that uh, if it does, if it if it does. If it is active in front lines, is it active in Seal Rock? Because those seem to be two separate events, and nobody does front lines anymore anyway. I'm pretty sure that this shit does not matter for Seal Rock. Pretty and sure yeah. that it doesn't matter for the shit that people are actually doing. But we can't spread misinformation! <laughs> and even if it does, like, most of the gear that you're wearing is above the item level cap anyway. Better than, than yeah. yeah. So exactly. We are community figures! He says, typically, it doesn't matter that much because of the mindset and on-the-fly decisions you have to make in a match, but all else being equal, the guy who has slightly better gear has the edge. So sorry for for being anal about minor issues, but like I said, Jimmy's are rustled. Hope you all have a fine day anyways from Seravi Edelborez of... Hyperion. All right. Uh, the the sword oath uh, fair, but uh, again, doesn't not enough to make a difference in in what we were talking about. Uh, even if we didn't describe it exactly perfectly, uh, it's still not enough to make a considerable difference in uh, in the application that we're talking about here. Uh, it just doesn't. And uh, for your morale in PvP, I just don't know, man. I just don't know. Uh, you just don't care. That's also part of it. Word wordings. All right, I got this next one. All right, let's do that. Dear LBR crew, Angelus Iron Shield of Cactar here. First off, I just want to say you guys and gals are awesome, informative, and outright fucking hilarious. You all make my work week less grindy. Back in late April, I made the return to Aorzea after leaving World of Warcraft for good. I originally played Final Fantasy XIV at launch, but quit due to relationship priorities. She played World of Warcraft and wanted me to join her. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Now, I'm sorry. Now, both my girlfriend and I have returned and have completed the main story. Fucking amazing. Many tears. So much feels. Leveling my paladin to 60. It was at this time that two things happened. One, I heard the show in which you all stated how bad paladins were for endgame. Two, I discovered that my free company has a metric shit ton of tanks, so I've decided to start leveling a Dragoon. Senpai Ascalia noticed me on Twitter. <laughs> Summoner uh, and also, a great, also a great example of the metagame right there. <laughs> Uh, I have been enjoying each class immensely. However, as I level them, I'm beginning to dread getting to 60 again as I have begun to fear that I have chosen classes that won't allow me to enter endgame. I was a hardcore raider in WoW before I left and have not had the chance to see any Final Fantasy XIV endgame raid content due to leveling and Heaven's Ward expansion launch. As someone who uh, uh, tanked his entire MMO career, gaming career, what would be the recommendation from the LBR crew? Should I stay my course and level all three, which was Dragoon, Summoner, and Scholar, um, or level one specific class. Any input would be great. Thanks again, guys and gal of LBR. Sincerely, Angelus, a.k.a. the Cajun Geek. 
FPS. Quick shout out to the Cactar server and free company Gray Sky Armada. Well, thank you so much for uh, for the email. Glad to uh, see that you are back in the uh, world of Eorzea and enjoying yourself. Uh, and you I still have your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, and I and, and I think <laughs> yeah, I thought that was going in a complete different direction. Now that she's gone, <laughs> uh, now that I murdered her, <laughs> I want to clarify that there is no job that doesn't allow you to enter Endgame. Yeah, it's just agreed. that some will Except make you. Paladin. Per- Except no, Paladin. no, I, I've cleared both one and two as Paladin, so it's it's not impossible. Oh, the it's easy just, mode. <laughs> it's just it might take you longer, or it might take different ways of doing it. It might not be as you know fast or as uh, the best utilities you possibly can. But there is no job that is not allowed into Endgame. That is first off level what you feel you like. Yeah. That's yeah. What I and would some say. metagame bullshit right there too. Like, yeah, you know, totally. That's some metagame bullshit saying summoner and scholars aren't viable. What? Get the f- summoners are awesome. Depending mm-hmm. on the fight, yeah. I mean, Summoner, they're not the yeah. best at every. I mean, that's the point of the game. It's, I summoners think a lot of are, people summoners are really good at a lot of the fights in Alex because just because there's two targets. Yeah, I think people get that confused with what's best and what what's best overall and what's best at one fight. Yeah, and maybe that's where it gets kind of muddy for a lot of people. If someone. I was just if someone is telling you flat out that your job can't come to a raid, yes, they're Punch them in the that dick. that is a very I, 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 I think that's a, a big wrong. a big uh, negative side to the meta, especially yes, when it comes to, to mob mentality. Yeah, that if, if something is bad, it's bad everywhere, yep. and, and that's just not true at all. Totally, a hundred percent agree with you. That is the that is the other side of it too. Is that and people end up wielding these. Uh, prevailing ideas like a cudgel and and beat people over the head with them and make yeah. them you know like they force them to to change the way that they're playing. I mean, Nika, I don't think that you are being forced by your group to change to a warrior. You have seen the benefits to to playing warrior on your own and are making that decision for yourself. Yeah, I'm just gonna try it out too. It right. may end up being that like I absolutely hate warrior and then I'll end up switching back anyway. <laughs> I, I feel yeah. I feel people get the most frustrated when they feel like they absolutely don't have a choice and I don't think that that exists in this game and if it does it, it, it doesn't, doesn't stay around for long okay it doesn't stay around for long I, you know people who were upset that they had leveled summoner back when summoner was considered quote unquote useless at 50 in uh, you know in coil they're having a great time now it's it, it's it's part of having constant development in a game and you know that's that's just that's just part of the reason that uh, that we all play here you know um and and it's going to change like that's the other part about a game that gets constant development is that we do have to accept the fact that some things are going to change that balancing does need to happen and sometimes we're going to get that nerf people want to cry and bitch and complain every time that the nerfs are handed out when it's their job but you know what most of the time in terms of what square enix has given us it's really fair so uh yeah i would not worry too much about your decisions uh vis-a-vis what uh, what classes to level all right nika it looks like this one uh this next email uh addresses paladin so why don't you go ahead and uh, and take that one um okay says greetings again lbr i wanted to write back in response to my email last week and to comment on the current state of paladin man paladin is such a hot topic it really is it's everyone loves paladin and it's being so neglected so first i want to clarify i'm not angry at Kalo. truth be told i had already planned to support lbr through patreon and thought it might be interesting to see how Kalo would react if i made it seem like him leveling lancer to 34 would impact my decision (laughs) this is the guy that says (laughs) 
<laughs> says at any rate, congratulations, Kyle, for no longer ho- ho- being Hold a on. Fan. He got did, you. Did Kyle just get played? He got you. you. He he got motherfucker. He, oh. So you did actually get to, get to 34, correct? Yes. And you know what? That's now, excellent. Now I'm taking it off my hot bar. Why don't you, uh... Just to spite don't you further! Oh, you're don't an idiot. Fall into the bad guy. You're an idiot. Go de-level it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> if I could! <laughs> if I could! <laughs> so, secondly, as a paladin main, last week's episode really hurt to listen to. I knew the state of the job was not good based on my experiences in Heaven's Word, X Primals, and Alex Normal, but hearing and reading about how it's all but useless in Alex Savage really makes me wonder about the value I bring to my groups as a paladin, and if I'm not wasting isotomes on paladin gear i ask myself the same question you are yeah i was also a paladin in ff11 my road to 75 was back during the cop days before the big toau patch when they received auto refresh shield mastery and the reworked shield block rates and mitigation rates back in those days as you all know if you weren't a ninja you weren't invited to parties yeah. so sadly Hell i'm yeah. a stranger to paladin getting this shaft yeah no <laughs> that's that's true i mean again you know we we've been talking about this a lot but yeah that was a great example of pre-toau you you did not take paladins to shit you just didn't no nope. unless they had an age of shield yep <laughs> that was it that was the only that was the only caveat was that if they had an age of shield you could take them and even really did you want them really <laughs> you just wanted yeah, to see actually, the age of shield made a big difference it did it made a huge difference um finishing up he says i hope that se can find a way to buff the class without compromising the feel of the class in the meantime i'll just stick to gearing the class and trying to weather the storm thanks for reading and keep being awesome sincerely at t-jet seri of adamantoys t-jet you are now my arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> I duel it out. I, uh, I'm s- that that email makes me so happy on a lot of levels. Still love it. <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, and also, thank you for your support at Patreon. We do, uh, we really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, good to good to know that you were gonna come over to, uh, to you know to 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 help us out at Limit Break Radio, despite what Kyle would do. But it worked, man. It, I, all credit to you. It worked. You played Kyle like a fiddle. Played me like a damn fiddle! All right. Uh, <laughs> so That was an awesome drop. <laughs> that wasn't a drop. That was me. I, said I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's going to be a drop. We should, should be. we should get the damn fiddle drop, like the actual damn fiddle drop. Um, all right. Uh, this next email. Uh, Kyle, you want to read this? Sure. No, right. I want to do the next one. You read this one. No, I, I kind of oh, want... Fine. I really wanted to fine, do the next one. Fine, I'll hey, do the next one. Hey, no, you won't. hero LBR crew. I want to start by saying that I've been a follower of the show since the FF14 reboot, so please take the following with a grain of salt. Ah. And know this comes from a place of love. I'm a podcast listener currently working my way through episode 28 while I toil my weekend away at work. As I was driving in today, y'all went on for 10 or 15 minutes about how much it's worth for someone to ban Juxta. I never really got into the Twitch fad, and I gather y'all do that donation thing quite a bit. The stories can be entertaining in any case. But can we bring the shameless prostituting of the cast to a minimum? Seriously, ever since the whole Patreon thing, you guys seem to be begging for money every five minutes. It's getting a little off-putting now. I get that Patreon is your bread and butter, but can we give it a rest already? Though I can't speak for Nika, I get the impression that she feels me on this one. You want to respond to that before we move on? Uh, let's, let's, let's get to the end okay. of the email and we'll all take our... We'll, we'll Item take, we'll two on my rant list, crafting gathering. I get it. None of you do it. As one of the largest FF14 podcasts and the source of relevant discussion and news regarding all things <laughs> FF14... Perhaps y'all shouldn't continuously bash on it outright. 
Maybe you instead should consider a crafting gathering correspondent if none of you are going to get into it personally. This place is boring! That way, oh, your wait, listeners oh, sorry, who are interested doing, doing in this, this subject can get their little fix too. Not everything in this game revolves around Alex Savage, which I don't do for a variety of reasons. All that said, I really do love the show. I push you guys on my FC, A Knight's Tale. My friend, my friends, and my family, all FF14 players. You guys are assholes, minus Nikra. My favorite, even though she is rogue and an elitist and, and, and elitist in denial. <laughs> no Whoa. one is perfect. But you guys are also highly entertaining assholes. Your high energy is unique and sets you apart from the Mr. Happies of the world. Keep oh. on keeping oh, politically incorrect. At this point, you can tell me burn. to shut the fuck up or get good or stop listening or whatever. I'll keep listening anyways. Thanks for letting me vent. Jaren Rissick of Adamantois. P.S. Congrats to Ascalia for Seeds of Acceptance. As a member of the LGBT community with a transgender sibling, I want to extend my personal thanks for your efforts. All right. Uh, well, I, I think this is a listener who gets us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. <laughs> I feel like this listener is our spirit audience. <laughs> well, uh, there's there's some pretty serious criticism in there. I feel like I uh, I spend a lot of time talking about this, and uh, so I don't know how do you, how do you guys feel? I mean, I feel like we were all kind of called out on a, as a cast here that we're begging for money too much. How do you? What do you guys feel? I think that. Well, hold on. We have to get Nika's impression first. Nika. I have. I also want to chime in on this. Too. Actually, my impression is that I think that the, the I don't. I actually think we've cut back a lot on begging for money. Believe it or not, and I think that it is. It allows us other avenues to make fun of each other. I think the whole like Van Jackson thing is hilarious, and I think. I mean, granted, yeah. we probably didn't need to go on about for fifteen minutes about it. Yeah. But I do think that it just allows us more avenues to like reach out to the community and to kind of have them tell us what they want. Yeah, sure. I mean, that wasn't a bit that we had worked up before the show. Right. You know, just, that's I, just, I just made it up. That's why it took fifteen minutes to figure it out because we like literally made it up in that second. Yeah. So. I think I think when from. when we talk about stuff like that, like what we hear and what the audience hears are two different things. Because for us, this was a way to shame juxta and 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 get a laugh on his behalf right but i can definitely see how how from an audience's perspective it might have just been like all right yeah we get it you want money but we're not gonna give it no no what we want is what we want is shaming of me yeah oh oh, yeah yeah shame me (laughs) i just figure if the audience wants it then that's how they can show it i suppose because you know we have a show that we are producing that we did you know more or less plan out beforehand and we're doing it this way but if the audience really wants something you know throw a couple bucks at us and we'll do it you know i don't think it's that shame yeah and i don't know if it's because i'm on a podcast that 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 does take donations but i guess the way that i always view it like like if i listen to to things or watch things that are asking for donations i'm gonna donate i'm gonna donate if i'm not, I'm gonna not. It doesn't really matter how much they talk about it. Right. And again, I don't know if that's because I'm I'm in a position where I benefit from that kind of stuff. And if I was just strictly a listener, if I would feel differently about it. But that's my my two cents on it. Yeah. You know, I I come from the public radio world. Uh, that's where I'm employed. Uh, and if you listen to public radio, if you listen to if you watch public TV, uh, you understand how much they have to ask for funding because it's critical to their operation. And uh, because we decided to take the same approach and we didn't want to have to deal with things like be beholden to uh, a, a company that would fund the show or be able to host the show's website uh, because we didn't want to be beholden to advertisers and what they want and we didn't we don't want to we don't want to sell you stuff with this show that's not i don't i don't like having to do that 
that. Like that's how commercial radio has to pay their bills. That's that is, uh, you know, an unfortunate side effect. You know, like people people I understand that, like making the jump to supporting the media that you like is not an easy jump for people because most media is supported passively. You get advertiser money. Shows want to, you know, eat into their half an hour time allotment to show you commercials and try to encourage you to buy stuff. And that's the way that they're able to fund their operation. And we decided to go a different route and ask you guys directly. And, you, you know, you've you've been you've been absolutely wonderful at showing your support. But if you think that that the maintenance of something like that ends at the first ask, you're wrong. It's a constant it is a constant relationship. We have people, uh, you know, who support us at Patreon that uh, will support us for years. And we have people that only can afford to support us for so long and then they have to drop off. And it's contingent on us if we want to be able to keep our budget and and keep, uh, you know, keep operating the way that we do to replace those people and 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 keep telling new people to the show that, look, this exists. And if you like what we're doing that maybe it's something that's that's worth supporting. We, we, we don't do the really shitty things, which are hide our content behind a paywall. It would be really easy to release just the discussion portion of the show or just the news portion of the show and say, hey, you want the full three hours? Got to fork over five bucks. You know, it would be really easy of uh, really, really easy of us to do that. It would also it would also be really easy of us to go. Hey, you want to access our full archive? Fork over five bucks a month. It's going to take a subscription. There's a lot of other podcasts that do that, especially podcasts that get popular. They end up making those decisions. Okay. We have decided to go a different route and be transparent with you, be upfront, be honest, and bring it on to the show to talk about it. Bring it on. As a way to be able to address our funding needs. Now, the thing is, is that, you know, we do things on the show all the time that would be considered, you know, might be considered risky for someone who is dependent on listener support to do. Or we might say some things that upset some people and they leave. And I've said that I am totally willing and comfortable taking those risks. And I am because the worst thing that happens Okay. The worst thing that happens is if if everyone leaves that Patreon page, if everyone rescinds their support, the worst thing that happens is that this show goes back to being produced once a month and we do it when we can. It doesn't mean that the show would go away. We all still love this show. We love doing the show. But your support provides us to uh, uh, provides us the ability to be able to continue continue doing it in the way that you want it. We left it open for you guys. Support us at this level, and this show will go weekly. You did, and we followed through. Right? I think that that's that's a fair trade-off. I think that that is an absolutely fair trade-off. And when we have moments where we get new art from Max V that is a part of our direct Patreon campaign, you know what? We should be able to show it off. I don't think that's unreasonable. And if you think, do, if you don't like listening to pandering and begging, there's plenty of other shows. But guess what? They're going to fucking beg, too, because there's not a whole lot of really efficient ways to support a show like this or to support an idea like this. Patreon is one of the very few ways that we can do it. Your support is one of the very few ways that it actually gets done. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
And uh, Samus, you said you wanted to add something too? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, to add on to Nero, um, you know, what you guys do, what you said about not hiding content behind, behind, behind money walls, that's, I think that's being really honest with your audience, you know, when you don't hold back, when you make comments that might be abrasive and offensive, you're, you're being really honest with your audience. And I think the right audience will appreciate that. So when people say you're pandering for money or, you know, when you're begging for money, I, I don't think that's begging at all. Because one thing I always say on, you know, on my own podcast and my channel is if you like what I do, give me money. Because anyone who says that donations are not necessary is full of shit. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because anyone who puts work into what they do on the internet, anyone who puts work into content, the ultimate end game is to make some money out of it. Yeah. Everyone who's, I, I think, I mean, I, I could say that with absolute confidence. Anyone who makes content, who puts content on the internet is out there to make money. So it's not unreasonable to say, you know, hey, if you if you can if you can if you'd like to support give me some money if not that's okay but i would add the caveat that if you don't like what i do find somebody else out there who that you enjoy find somebody yeah. else who, who 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 caters to your taste and and give them money you know i, I it's it's not it's not saying that you have to give me money i don't like it when people say that you you have to give me money i'd yeah. say you know give it to me if you think if you think you want to get behind this yeah, absolutely and, and never tell and never tell an audience never tell an audience that donations are not necessary because that's bullshit and that's that's lying and that's that's so slimy in my opinion i don't believe in that and, at all. and and again you know we 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 talked about this on the last episode you know i've been having computer problems and you know it, that's a thing that would have taken any almost any other podcast out at its knees they would have lost the ability to do their live show they would have lost their ability to record their podcast they would have had downtime as a result of that but because of your support i'm able to react to that very quickly didn't even skip a beat and and no shows were lost not a week was lost we're fine some of your sanity was lost oh yeah no, and, a lot of it. It, it, it but that's you know what like that's what you guys that's what your support enables us to do you guys got a show last week because your support was able to allow us to work through our issues. Uh, I remember a few times with, with old LBR, you know, uh, version 1 LBR, that if a cable went bad, we'd sometimes have to share mics. Yeah. Like, like a cable going bad, like, like, severe, like almost severely crippled us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I could get up on my soapbox and say uh, how much money I've invested in the show over the years and, you know, between replacing equipment and buying new equipment and trying to, you know, like I, I, I this this is something that I've been working on building for 10 years. We have a long history of, of, of doing this. And and, uh, you know, it started with an initial of investment on our parts in the web space to do it and the equipment to do it. So, you know, like. Yeah, I, I, I feel like all of us have invested not just time and money and effort, but I mean, real blood, blood sweat, sweat and, and tears. tears. Yeah, in this show. And so, you know, that's that's the reality. That's why we have to ask for money. That's why it takes sometimes 10, 15 minutes to pull the show over and say, hey, this is what we have going at Patreon.com because someone just left. You know, like that happens all the time. It's it, This is not... 
you know, like this is we're not we're not forcing anyone to make a decision. You don't like there's bonus content that you get out of being a patron, but like the core content, the core show remains free and open for everyone. If the trade-off is that you have to listen to us, ask for money for a couple of minutes, I think that's a pretty fair fucking trade-off if we're not putting our content behind a paywall. Right? <laughs> There are yeah. so many fucking people that do this shit. <laughs> there are so many, and, and, and especially they do it when they get popular and when people start noticing them. And you know what? We keep blowing up, man. Our site keeps, uh, we, we, I talked about this last time, our site is having problems and I've been working with DreamHost now for two weeks trying to diagnose it. We figured out what the fucking problem is, guys. Too many of you are coming to the fucking site. Dickhead, stop coming to the fucking site so everyone can get their goddamn episodes. Motherfuckers. You know what? You know how we can stop people from coming to the sites? Let's gate that content behind money. Problem <laughs> solved. Wait. What? That's what some people decide to do. That's a fucking, that is a legitimate trade-off. That's a decision that some people make. We refuse, we refuse to make that decision. We refuse to give you that ultimatum. Yeah, we will we, not. We refuse. We will, we will not force you to pay money to get access to content that, that you deserve as a part of Limit Break Radio. Period, and that, and, and 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 if you have to listen to us talk about and and ask for money, fuck it. That's that's I, it's a, yeah, I think that's a what? totally at, fair trade off. At least we veil it in entertainment, like shaming Juxta. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And you know, and 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 uh, sometimes I get to when when we do the show, I'm not as attentive to the chat room as I'd like to be, and so I'll go back and I'll watch the YouTube uh, video after we after we posted to see what people were saying <laughs> during that bit. Someone in the chat had said had, had put in their hashtag "You're losing listeners," and I just you know what, man, I don't give a shit if you're watching our fucking Twitch listeners fluctuate by fifteen thirty people. We have tw- almost nearly. 25,000 people that download this show each and every single week. You think I'm really going to give a shit if I've turned off 30 people because I'm asking for money? No. No, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck because you know what? They're going to listen to the podcast later and fast forward through that shit anyway. I don't care. I don't care if you don't like it. It's a fair trade-off. Yep. And, And harping on us for it, you know, that's that's a valid opinion. You get to hold that opinion, but... I get to tell you what my opinion is too. So you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Don't listen. Uh, all right. Uh, I was kind of. I was sort of proofreading this next email. I don't know a lot of these words. I don't. <laughs> you, I just you, don't. You want me to read it after all? Yeah. Go for all it. All right. Yeah. yeah. I want it because it's long. All right. Hold on. Do we want to respond to the crafting part? Oh no 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 not at all. No. Okay. I just, wanted, no. I just wanted to point why out. Why would that, we why would we do that? I just wanted to point out that we weren't <laughs> That's just responding to it. Duh. Not that, that we forgot. No. But we're actively not going to respond. Because what 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 is there to say? Guys, you're responding to What oh, the fuck oh, is there to say? Okay, well, hold, I can just, say that I actually do enough crafting that if someone has a legitimate question, I could probably answer it, but nobody out. cares either. Nobody who listens up. cares either, so what does it matter? I don't know. The right. audience doesn't care. So like, email. That's email, the answer. Email. 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 As you read this letter, you may feel confused at points. If you do, keep reading. The rationale underlying Mr. Naoki Yoshida's tractates is confusing. Fortunately, as you read the superfluity of examples about how Yoshida has been trying to provide support to backwards banana republics and the reckless dictators, this letter will slowly begin to make sense. Before I say anything else, I'd like to state the following disclaimer for Yoshida's benefit. Warning! This letter may contain sarcasm. Okay, now that's taken care of. Let me posit the hypothesis that Yoshida seizes 
every opportunity to prevent me from sleeping soundly at night. I cannot believe this colossal clownishness. Any sane person knows that I didn't want to talk about this. I really didn't. But Yoshida wants to instill distrust and thereby create a need for his two-faced views. Who does he think he is? I mean, most members of our quick fix, sugar rust, attention deficit society are too impatient to realize the importance of providing you with a holistic and thematic history of his counterproductive pronouncements. I wish only that a few more people could see that Yoshida claims that his teachings are holy writ. <laughs> you should realize that absolutely no empirical evidence obtained by scientific means exists to support that claim. Alas, that doesn't stop Yoshida from promoting groupthink attitudes over individual insights. Many innocent people are being manipulated into leading an active disinformation campaign by the most sickening displays of salinity can't that I ever witnessed in my entire life. Finding the best way to provide an antidote to contemporary manifestations of brash totalitarianism is a challenging problem indeed. We must, therefore, tackle this problem with more determination, more tenacity, and more fanaticism than it has ever been tackled before. Only then will people realize that ever since Yoshida decided to encumber the religious idea with too many things of a purely earthly nature and thus bring religion into a totally unnecessary conflict with science, his consistent, unvarying line has been that his tricks will spread enlightenment to the masses, nurture democracy, reestablish the bonds of community, bring us closer to God, and generally work to the betterment of man and society. Just don't expect consistency from a man who is completely and truly insufferable. Yoshida thinks it's good that his campaigns of malice and malignity promote cynicism's traits as normative values to be embraced. It is difficult to know how to respond to such monumentally misplaced values, but let's try this. I don't want to build castles in the air. I don't want to plan things that I can't yet implement. But I do want to follow knowledge like a sinking star beyond the utmost bound of human thought because doing so clearly demonstrates how he really doesn't want me to review the basic issues at the root of the debate. Well, I've never been a very obedient dog, so I intend not only to do exactly that, but also to straighten out our thinking and change the path we're on. I could be wrong about any or all of this, but at the moment, the above fits what I know of history, people, and current conditions. If anyone sees anything wrong or has some new facts or theories on this, I'd love to hear them. I have no idea what the fuck just I happened. I have no I idea what just happened. I, 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 I thought I that I was all going to culminate with something like, you know, like, when do dragoons get their pets? <laughs> like, I think, like, I think you know, I know where he's going with that. But all right, all right Samus, please, I, please okay, enlighten us. Uh, yeah, sure. I think the TLDR is religion has no place in video games. Oh, oh, God! Please don't tell me that we're finally at the point where someone's going. Yeah, but Final Fantasy is anti-religion, uh, and well, that was such a, that was such a great email too. It was like yeah. really re- well worded. That's probably been my most favorite thing I've ever got to read on this show. It, it, it was it was very well written, but I, I think There's too I, many words. Yes, I all can't of that, believe all that, that I didn't. Stuff on totalitarianism <laughs> all of that language kind of obscured i think your point i, I, I emailer uh i i really do i i don't know what here's my but he's thoughts. being sarcastic because I think he's he said he's being sarcastic. sarcastic yeah 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 yes so i think he's, that all of that like there are people out there who probably actually think a lot of that shit and i think that was just his way of being like, <laughs> well there is there is official forums there's there's yeah. shit on official forums that brings up that you know religion i was and, like, just oh my gonna God, say i was just gonna say religious. there there's a thread on 
1-0-F right now, and I don't know if it's in lore forums or if it's in general discussion, but it was like, why Why is heaven, Why is did Heaven's Word decide to be so anti-religion? Right. And uh, that thread has exploded into idiocy uh, of all kinds. And uh, I don't, I, man, religion is such a loaded topic. And uh, oh, dude, I, I, I think I, I, I think that this would be a fun topic to talk about. I, I don't I just don't think that Off we <laughs> I, I mean, we're already, uh, you know, we're already three, three hours and two minutes into the show. Holy I don't think shit. that we can spend another three hours um, on this. So. I, I would I would like to say again, though, that it was an absolute pleasure reading that email. And um, um, someone said, Kyle read that email so beautifully. How does he mispronounce words all the time? <laughs> 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 like some of the shit that I mispronounce. But I get through totalitarianism. I know, right? It's all weird. right. All right. It's so weird. that's uh, that's the end of our show. Yeah. Now, that, and, no, hold uh, on. There's wrap a, it up. that was a lot of words and like letters and uh-huh. stuff. So we're. Done. I like this next email that has pictures. So I'm going to read this next email. Oh, great. Dear esteemed Mister Juxtaposition, do they want us to steam him like like, like a boiled crab <laughs> and everyone else? I've had, I've been had, I've been had at work. In been a- had at work? I've been, oh, I've been hard at work. There you go. In Eorzea oh and real life. So I apologize for the delay in the progress of Sarah Juxtaposition figurine. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, attached are a few shots so far. Sorry, Juxta, but it'll likely just end up being a bust and not a full figure. That's fine. For uh, Project Zero, you can have a bust, and then as we go down the line, have uh, more seasons of the juxtaposition figure. Are you, what? Are you fucking kidding me? Then we can have a uh, larger, like the full scale, like, uh, like you know, you can't, posable, you can't just, arms. You, you just can't say thank you for a something. arms. I have like a, a arm that shoots out like a missile. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. Uh, other than that, I'm level 40 and still working through the main storyline quest. This game is so amazing. Please keep doing what you're doing. Uh, makes the day go by so much quicker. Love, Lila. Okay, all right. Well, thanks for the email, Lila. Should we show pictures of no. this? Definitely. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. I, I mean, it is impressive. It is the impressive. The eyes look kind of weird to me. The yeah. Eyes the eyes really are the best up. part. Yeah. All right. Really? We'll, we'll show this I off. I love the eyes. We'll show, I like it. We'll show this off on the stream. Here you go, stream. Uh, this is... Uh, Chapter his goofiness. This is Juxta's. Uh, this is the the current project. The current progress on Juxta's action figure. I, I'm an action figure. Oh God! I, <laughs> I love that job. Uh, how how much are you going to masturbate when you go home to this, Juxta? When I go home. <laughs> like I've already started. She's got your yeah. left sock and arrow. You just don't know it yet. Uh, don't touch under this desk. Crispy socks here. <laughs> crispy socks there. Oh, gross. Um, we've got. We've actually got a couple of. We've got multiple uh, uh, angles yeah. on this too. Here we'll uh, look at my. Look at my. Uh, my got a my ponytail. ponytail. Your ponytail. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I'll make sure that you get my blue highlights, though, Lila. Just so you know. And then, uh, and then here we'll we'll scroll down to this it one. It does look pretty cool. Look I'm, at the I'm body armor on. The body armor is pretty impressive, I gotta say. They they put a lot of time. Yeah, look at I, the detail on that chainmail. I know. Yeah, it's so stupid. I really look forward to when you do the full version, full figured version. 
Uh, well, cool, Lila. I'm glad that our show means this much to you. That uh, you, I'm glad that that I you'd mean be willing to, to you. T- that you would be willing to take the least of us and and throw them a bone <laughs> and and make an action figure oh, out of them. Oh it's, yeah, yeah. Shame me. It's uh, it's a really really nice thing for you to do. Uh, Charity for, is important. Yeah, in this world. yeah, right. Yeah, for someone who I'm an action figure who totally doesn't uh, deserve it. So uh, anyway. But Just remember, we're, I'm an action figure. Yeah, you've hit it. You hit it. <laughs> we get it. We get it. I'm an action you figure. Get, we get it. What do you guys? Uh, I would like to use my one band juxta uh, hosting <laughs> no. for the show. There the you rest go. of the show, he's muted. There Bye. you go. Yeah, you're done. You're done. He's just going to hit that action figure drop over and over and over then again. Then maybe we should use it on the drops, too. Uh, mute the drops. Yeah. Well, we'll do that. We'll do if that. he abuses it. Yeah. I'll abuse you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's muted. Yeah, he is. Oh, he is definitely muted. Well, you can still hear me. <laughs> we know. We know. We had an entire iteration of the show where you were muted and we could still hear you. You're not the victim here! I am! Uh, oh, that one hurt my ears. Uh, Alright, so that's, uh, I think that's gonna do it here for Limit Break Radio for episode number 29. Thank you so much, Samus Rageborn, for coming on the show today and talking about uh, the metagame, a, a subject that, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that we had, you know, we had started to, sp- to talk about it a little bit through the email, um, but something that we we wanted to actually spend a, a, a lot of time unpacking and I, I really think that we had a really interesting discussion here so uh, thank you very much for your input today dude not at all this is a lot of fun and i'm glad you know i'm glad we were able to i guess bring a different side of uh video game like final fantasy discussion to the table yeah absolutely uh, absolutely i mean it's not like square enix has given us anything to talk about recently so you know <laughs> whoa shots fired in the in the moments in the moments where we need to uh where we need to figure it out it's good you know like it's it, it's good to know that uh the 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 players of this community can uh you know really use some out of the box thinking and some critical thinking and look at the way that not just Square Enix as a developer impacts this game, but the way that we as players, individuals, right? As players, as individuals, as organizations, as mouthpieces, uh, whatever, uh, that that we also have an impact here as well. And so uh, the the more uh, you know, the more that we talk about it, and the more that we define those roles, and uh, and and you know, try to get everyone on the same page. I think the better off as a community we will be and the fact that we're topping five million that we're nipping at world of warcraft's heels uh you know in the top three mmo categories right now i think that that's important it's important to to uh not just look at square enix critically but also look at our own community critically for what we can do better uh to communicate towards them what we want and what will make the game better and cut out all of this superfluous bitching and bullshit that goes on that uh uh, that seems to catch everybody's attention when it happens. And so uh, if if we've been able to do that at all today, I think that uh, that our mission has been served with this episode. So uh, thank you guys for listening to the show live on twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. All 238 of you amazing people. Uh, that's been as high as almost 250 today. Uh, we want to thank all of you for tuning in live at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. For all of our callers, we had such 
interesting callers uh, today. If you want to be a caller on a, on a future episode to Limit Break Radio, make sure that you're doing two things, that you add us on uh, Skype at Limit Break Radio, and you're tuning in live each and every single Sunday over at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. If you want to support Limit Break Radio and ensure that this show stays on the air each and every single week, then uh, head on over to patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio and, uh, and, and toss a couple of bucks in the hat, whatever is appropriate for your budget. We don't want you to break the bank uh, for as much as uh, you know we've gone on about how the support matters and the support helps we do want to do what is appropriate for you it's not we're not forcing you into into a decision we are hopefully giving you proper incentive to to want to uh, maybe help us out but really in the end the reason that we hope that you help us out isn't because of the keychains isn't because of the dog tags isn't because of the extra green room show that we do the t-shirts the posters any of that shit it's because it goes to help a show that you love. That is the goal. So uh, patreon.com slash limit break radio is how that gets done. All right. So again, thank you very much to our guest Samage Rageborn and uh, talking about the metagame. I'd also like to thank my co-hosts Kahlo Landis, Juxtaposition, and Nika Kayanian. And uh, even though he's not here, we'll send a shout out to Ascalia just, just to make him feel a little bit better. I'm a Nero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Kahlo Landis, Aniro Grigori, Nika Kayanian, and Samus Rageborn. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Neri Kennett, Scry De La Rosa, Zurian Urexen, Satori Komeji, Karkwin Albarn, Rajan Nelka, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for a Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. Yeah.